and a piece of chocolate cake. <laughs> Just couldn't resist. Is that healthy? No. I should say Putin banned GMO foods in Russia four years ago, um, which is interesting. I didn't ask about that. I probably should have. Uh, but so maybe we're in a little better shape. I'm not sure. Anyway, here's what we have for that. Let's first go to the fry. What's going on, folks? We have a big show for today. So first, I want to talk about Tucker saying that Russia banned GMO foods a few years ago. Look at some interesting health headlines that came up these last couple of weeks. San Francisco gets a non-citizen on the election commission for the first time, which is pretty crazy. Lindsey Graham and Donald Trump talk about loaning foreign aid uh, to countries instead of just giving it to them. Here's why Tucker Carlson doesn't think it's... Um, a good idea because it seems like they're not serious about collecting on those loans. Some interesting stuff. A lot of people are wondering what's going on in Armenia. It doesn't get a lot of press, but you know, big influencers such as Michael Knowles has now raised the question, why does nobody care about the invasion of Armenia that seems to be going on? And then the Fannie Will Willis drama, excuse me, God bless you. Dreamer podcast starts now and it's going to be quite the long well, hopefully not too long, but I have a lot of topics. Dream Rare Podcast, over and in. It's the Dream Rare Podcast. Welcome to the show. The way to get the news at the desk or on the road. Let's go. God is great and success in our control. The world is crazy, but we get better from obstacles. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? Facebook in the house, YouTube in the house. See, I said over and in instead of over and out because over and out would mean I'm leaving. And uh, I wanted to start with some light news uh trump has some new sneakers and i just want to show you guys apparently he rolled up to sneaker con with a new shoe and i saw a lot of people talking about it on instagram and i thought it would be funny if trump was like he pulled a willy wonka and just put a stimulus check in every shoe or something or like you know he's like hey if you buy my sneakers you know one out of like a thousand people is going to get a stimulus check he could he could be the willy wonka of sneakers that would be a good idea Speaking of which, before I start, I just want to let you guys know, I got a lot of beanies here. I bought a bunch, but I'm doing a big sale on my shop. I usually wait till the end to do this, but I've decided I have some big plans. They're not for your hands, but I'm just putting them on my hands because it's easy to carry them like that. Uh, I have some big plans and new plans for my shop, so I'm doing kind of a blowout sale. Uh, if you buy two beanies, you get a beanie free. If you buy a sweatshirt, you get a beanie free. If you buy over $100 worth of stuff, you get a free beanie. Every purchase gets a free sticker and I'm giving away two signed hats until March 1st. All these sales happen. Uh, two different free signed hats. One is going to be to the biggest purchase and another one's just going to be random. I'm going to close my eyes and pick a purchase. So a lot of bonuses, dreamrare.com. I got lots of hats I want to give away and just other stuff. So check that out. And uh, yeah, let me get into the first story. I'll play the clip again. A lot of people probably weren't here, but Tucker said something interesting on his social media that didn't get a lot of attention. He said that Russia banned GMO food. And I know this isn't the sexiest topic. It's not the most, uh, you know, click worthy. If I talk about something dramatic in politics, it gets way more views, I've noticed. But the food quality in America, for those who watch my show or follow me on social media, might be my, I don't know if I would say most important issue or most passionate issue. I believe that Americans are being deceived through. I, I, I don't know if I blame the Food and Drug Administration per se, but our food quality is not good. Let's just put it that way. And nobody notices and nobody cares. And I think people should care. So when Tucker says something like this about Russia, it gives me kind of an intro to 
go on a little rant, which I'm absolutely going to do. So let's play that clip again, and then let's look at some crazy health headlines that have hit the press just in the last week or two. And a piece of chocolate cake. <laughs> just couldn't resist. Is that healthy? No. I should say Putin banned GMO foods in Russia four years ago, um, which is interesting. I didn't ask about that. I probably should have. Uh, but so maybe we're in a little better shape. I'm not sure. Anyway, here's what we have for that. Let's first go to the fries. So he did some little expose. He talked about like their version of McDonald's, their groceries thing. And everybody was like debating about it. They're like, oh, Tucker's wrong about the price of groceries. I don't feel like talking about all that. Other people can argue about that. Not saying it's not important. I just don't care. I want to talk about the food quality. Let's read three headlines. One out of India, two out of America recently. It's some shocking stuff that this comes out in the press like every other day and no one seems to notice or care. So it came out in New York Post just a couple of days ago. It says 80% of Americans test positive for a chemical found in Cheerios, Quaker Oats that may cause infertility and delayed puberty, says a study. Casual, 80%. That's uh, four-fifths. Yes, I'm good at math. Thank you. Uh, Daily Mail said high fructose corn syrup is just as healthy as honey, says social media's favorite doctor dispelling common myth. So they're trying to tell people that high fructose corn syrup is just as healthy as bee made honey, which is insane. The Guardian put out pregnant women in Indiana. Oh, I thought I said India. Okay, Indiana. This is America too. show fourfold increase in toxic weed killer in urine. 70% of pregnant women in state had herbicide dicamba in their urine, up from 28% earlier in the study. 70% of pregnant women had herbicide in their urine. I'm My bad. I, I literally looked at that, and I was taking a three-day break this weekend. I thought it said India at first. That's Indiana. So three stories out of America. That's a lot of pregnant women to have herbicide in their urine. Why is this happening? The Food and Drug Administration, the food and the drugs have merged, or at least the oversight on them. The quality of food in America is insane, but no one cares. I don't, you know, I don't want to be boring with my show and, and, and feel like I'm preachy because I, I don't have the perfect diet. But people are fighting over Trump and left and right and George Floyd and this and that, and they're wearing masks and they're in the streets for a foreign country. And, you know, some people are for Ukraine and then the Palestine and then the Israel and then the lead and then the red, the blue, the black, the white. you know, there's always like a topic. And I understand like if you're black or white and you care about cool, I'm not telling you who to be or what to care about. I'm just saying, what if our food had toxic weed killers on it that were showing up in pregnant women's urine? It's happening. What if Cereal was what I just read. I don't need to repeat it. It's all really happening, and no one seems to notice or care. Is it the politicians' fault? Possibly. You know, they, they're definitely corrupt. They're sold out, but it's the American taxpayer, voter, citizen. It's up to us to notice and be like, stop doing that. But no one cares, or at least a majority of people don't care. It's like, well, you know, I'm mad at Trump. Cool. There's still that in your cereal. I'm mad at Biden. Cool. That's still in pregnant women's bodies and their urine. But, but, I, but he's going to fix the economy. But our food is toxic. And no one cares. Trump doesn't care. You think he cares? He doesn't care. Biden doesn't care. 
You just want them to care. It's a big spectacle for the for the sheeple. I'm not trying to be condescending. It just really pisses me off. I love America. This is my country. I'm not evil, so I would never want people to be eating weed killer and you know have toxic stuff in their cereal. But apparently, Americans don't even love themselves. And I think that's like the real bottom line, in my opinion. If Americans loved themselves, if they loved their families or even had an ounce of like self-awareness, this would not be happening. But a lot of people, they cope because they don't love themselves. So they're coping with political activism. They're in the streets for a foreign country. They're putting a, at a MAGA rally. And it's like, that's I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm not telling you what to do or to stop protesting. But if you don't even if, if this country can't even come together to get the toxic ingredients out of our food, look at a bottle of ketchup in France or, or Germany or England. And then look at that same ketchup bottle from the same company in America. In those countries, it has like six, seven ingredients that are all normal ingredients like tomato, whatever, maybe vinegar. I'm not sure. Paprika. I don't know. I'm not a chef of ketchup. But in America, it's got like 20 ingredients. It's got high fructose corn syrup, this, that, this. They hate us or we hate ourselves and no one seems to notice. And it's never going to change because it's not a left or right thing. It's not a Democrat or Republican thing. Trump absolutely doesn't care. The people that would care normally like Trump, but then they just like think he's going to fix it when he's not. RFK talks about it. I mean, I don't think he's going to win for president, but here's my solution that I'm just putting out into the universe. I'm trying to be more positive this year. Aren't we all, you know, New Year's resolution, see how that long they last. But uh, in general, RFK is not going to win president, but he's really good at not all environmental stuff because he's a little suspect about, you know, he gets a little too uh, climate changey for me. But anyway, with the food and the fluoride and the and the drugs and the big pharma, RFK is very good, right? He should, him and Trump should work together. Trump should say, hey, RFK, I'll make you the head of the FDA and then you come and join my campaign. Let's go beat Biden by 15 points. If these people weren't total puppets, which I think they are, but you can like them. You could love RFK or Trump. I think they're puppets, but they're funny, interesting. They're both, you know, they both add value. They're better than Biden. But if they really cared about America, you can't go lose the election to Joe Biden. The border's wide open. Joe Biden sucks. He's 81 years old. There's, I would say, like a less than 5% chance he even has the physical capability to serve for the next four years. Why are you going to go splitting the vote? What, like what RFK, in my opinion, wouldn't even make a good president. He's a little bit too big of a pushover. Trump doesn't know what he's doing with food and drugs. He drinks Diet Coke and eats McDonald's and, you know, seems pretty healthy. But I'm just saying this is the winning ticket. RFK dropping out, joining forces with Trump, doing HHS or FDA, two things that Trump really screwed up and really, you know, as much as people want to say he's the victim, he buried America in pharmaceutical scams and he's proud of it. I think he's completely shameless, but, you know, other people not so much. Why, why do this? Like, why go lose to Biden? It's a 50-50 election right now, Trump versus Biden. It's a coin flip. If RFK joined Trump, we win the election by 20, 30, 40 points. Nah, I don't know about that much. Maybe like 10 points seven points. I got a little ambitious. Sorry, I got excited. RFK, I don't think he's he's he would make a great president right now. Trump doesn't know what he's doing with the food and drug stuff. RFK knows exactly what's going on. He's studied it. He speaks about it. Let that guy run the FDA. If these people cared, don't want to be negative. People will get, take this the wrong way. 
I don't think either of them really care that much. Maybe I'm wrong, but something needs to be done about our food supply. At least RFK is talking about it. That's definitely a bonus, and I appreciate him for that. Um, it's it's an important topic. I'm going to move on to other stuff because I know people probably want to hear about it. If I'm just going to put some of these on the screen again because it's like I'm so dumb that I thought it was India. I just I took a break this weekend. I wasn't trying to do work and my friend sent it to me and I just screenshotted it real quick. So I didn't like really fully investigate it until now. But let's read this. 80 percent of Americans test positive for chemical found. Why are there chemicals in our Cheerios and Quaker Oats? Why are they even in there? They don't need to be in there. You don't need to eat chemicals. It's not necessary. And it's not normal. This one's just stupid. They're trying to say that honey and high fructose corn syrup are equally as healthy. Social media's favorite doctor. Oh, yeah, I'm sure she's wonderful. I'm sure she's a thrill at parties. Yeah, let's all cheer for the dummy doctor. Hey, cl clap it up for the doctor. Hey, hold on. So I was trying to make sure my 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 audio is still there. It wasn't showing up. 70% of pregnant women in that state had herbicide in their urine. That's crazy. This is madness. In a functional country, people would be like, yo, this needs to stop now. Whatever weed killer that is, whatever chemicals, like this needs to end. In America, people are like, eh, you know, Cardi B didn't say, uh, it's not Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. Uh, it's not Trump, uh, Fannie Willis or whatever. It's like, really? And these stupid doctors that are like, oh, but I'm a doctor. If you're so healthy, why are like, why are you so pale? Why are you so fragile? Why do you look horrible? Like, how, how could you be a doctor with a PhD, but you don't even like work out or exercise and you just look horrible? It's like, isn't that science also like the science of like moving? They sit there looking like Stephen Hawking's all shriveled up and they don't have an excuse for it. At least like Stephen Hawking's, he looked that way for a reason. These people, they're fully functional, you know, and they're just like, oh, I got my seventh vaccine. Cool. Did, did you ever think about complementing your pharmaceutical routine with like a jog? You know, do you ever think about like sitting out in the sun for 10 minutes, soaking up some vitamin D or you're just like, yeah, like these. And then people believe these people. That's the craziest part. It's like how I I'm coming to the I'm trying to get like layers deeper than politics. We get it. They have characters. Everyone has an opinion. Do people in this country just hate themselves? Like I, that's what I think it is like five layers deeper. I know it sounds corny. Now it's turning into like an Eckhart Tolle spiritual session. But I really think that's what's going on because the only way you're accepting chemicals in your Cheerios and, and weed killer in your pregnant women is you have to like hate yourself or just be pathetic, you know, like, like pathet a pathetic person, any like man or woman, but like, especially men are supposed to be like, you know, in the community, it's like pregnant women are having like all these toxic ingredients in them. And, and what are you doing? Buying Trump shoes or picketing for Ukraine? Like get, what's going on in this country? People must just not love themselves and love their people because it's just disgraceful. I could talk and rant about this all day which I enjoy doing, but let me move on because I got a few stories to get through. San Francisco, the city, I, I heard Charles Barkley. I don't watch the All-Star game anymore because it's just like boring. They don't play defense. Nobody tries. So who cares about All-Star weekend? The NBA is like totally cucked and like liberal. But um, Charles Barkley, they were talking about San Francisco and, and Charles Barkley was like, yo, San Francisco is filled with crime. Who wants to be there? Indiana's better. He's like, it's better to be cold than like, you know, get robbed all the time. And they're like, no, we love San Francisco. And Charles Barkley was like, no, we don't. 
It's like everyone knows San Francisco sucks now. Let's just not. But here's the problem. It's not the crime and the theft and, and the fact that like it's not it's disgusting and not safe anymore. It's that uh, non-citizens, you know, don't have enough representation. So it got reported recently that San Francisco appoints first non-citizen to serve on an elections commission because that's it's what San, that's the problem in San Francisco, right? It's it's not all the other stuff. It's just we just don't have enough non-citizens. What do you really even say about that? I mean, I could do like a comedy routine about it. They're just so dumb in that city or strategically ruining that city. I just don't understand why. I I get the elites hate us and stuff, but who wants to be the king residing over that? Don't you want like a city that's fun? I I, I can't get into the mind of these psychopaths because I'm like, what are you doing? Some of these people still live in San Francisco. It's like, how is this fun for you? Why? I heard recently that Susan Wojcicki, the former CEO of YouTube, her son died. Um, they're saying it might be from... Or, or, or the early reports are saying it's from like drug overdose, which is happening to millions of kids. Um, first, I want to say about that real quick. Rest in peace. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, anything like I'm a compassionate person and I would never do that, even though we have political disagreements, censorship disagreements. God bless her and, and rest in peace, you know, to her son. I feel like uh, it's very relatable what happened to her because it's happening to millions of families. So I just want to be as respectful as possible. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. With that being said, you know, I'm a small creator on YouTube. I mean, I'm not that small, but like on Facebook, I'm bigger. I would say I have like almost a billion views on Facebook. YouTube, I've done well, but like what I'm trying to say is I have some influence and I'm a guy who talks about fentanyl overdoses. I I tell, I rap and I tell kids not to do drugs. Like you shouldn't do, it's not the seventies or eighties. Not that you ever should have been doing those drugs. But now if you think you're buying cocaine at a party or something, it could be laced with fentanyl. You could die very easily, very quickly. So it's just the time to let all the kids and college students know that it's not a good time to do like drugs like that. It, it never really was, but like, especially now, like millions of people are dying. Stay away from that stuff. You know, I rap about how bad this stuff is and other rappers rap about how good drugs are and good pills are. And all I'm saying is like not, no disrespect or no hate or anything. But when you're censoring all these conservative people, when you're pushing this liberal agenda, when you're acting like up is down, left is right, fat is healthy and all these things, it has real life consequences. Millions of kids in this country are dying. It doesn't matter if you're famous or rich or left wing or right wing. Like, why are they censoring all the good people in this country? Why are they censoring all the responsible people? It's not Susan Wojcicki's fault, but a lot of these journalistic scumbags are writing articles like, oh, if you work out, you're, you're right wing conspiracy theorists. And it's like, what do you want the kids to do? Most liberal kids are depressed, uh, you know, and I, I feel bad for them. That's why I don't bully them. I don't go to college campuses and make fun of them because it's like that's a dick move to make. Like, that's what right wingers do. They're like, ha ha, look at the libtards. It's like, yeah, their parents failed them. Society failed them. The music industry failed them. And now they all like want to kill themselves and you're just making fun of them. It's like, why not try to help them? I'm not saying you have to say what they're doing is right. But a lot of this like left wingism, not all of it, because right wingers are depressed too. I'm just saying the youth is like super depressed. They got locked in their house. They, you know, all their friends are dying of fentanyl. They have some of the most demonic evil music being pushed into their brains like at every level 
their parents are off at a Trump rally or watching CNN and listening to Anderson Cooper, like ignoring them. And, you know, it's like and they're being raised by the television and the Internet and they don't even know how to talk anymore. They like not they were already socially awkward and then they got locked in their house and forced masks and for three years and then force injected to go to like play sports at school. These kids are struggling, you know, and anybody that's trying to help these kids gets under attack by left wingers like they don't they don't want you to help the kids. So it's really sad what's going on in San Francisco. It's really sad what's going on with people's kids. But it's like, when are people going to wake up? Like, who wants to live in San Francisco? Who want like who? Why? Why are they doing this? I just think they're so twisted and like dedicated to what they pretended like. How long are they going to play this game? I think the pendulum's swinging back. I think it's getting obvious. And let's just use San Francisco as a microcosm. You could lie all you want. It's not going to get better. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And either you ruin a great city forever or people flip the other way and start to figure out how to run a functional society. I'm just, I can't imagine how long they could play these games. Uh, you know, what do you guys think? Let me know in the comments. All right. I'm going to read something real quick. Tucker Carlson is a, he talked about Lindsey Graham saying that all foreign aid should be loans. And I thought it was a good idea at first. I didn't know it came from Lindsey Graham, but I thought I'd still think it's a good idea. If you collect the loan, you got to collect it though. But if you're giving out loans to foreign countries and saying it's foreign aid, but you're like, ah, we won't collect the money. Then it's not really a loan. You're just giving them the money. That's what it seems to be. And I want to show you something real quick. Just let me read these two things, then we'll move on. So Tucker tweeted, he said, Lindsey Graham's latest scheme is convincing Republicans that it's somehow better to loan Zelensky 60 billion rather than give it to him. Some are falling for this, but it's fraudulent. Ukraine will never pay the debt and will never make them. This is just a more dishonest way to send more account unaccounted for weapons to the region delay the inevitable peace deal and kill more forcibly conscripted Ukrainians, some of whom are nearly Lindsey Graham's age. It'd be easier to take if he'd join them on the battlefield. So Tucker says, don't fall for it. They're going to act like this is a good idea. It's not. And I, and he said it's Lindsey Graham. But what I noticed is like maybe Tucker's maybe Tucker knows Lindsey's telling Trump this or maybe Tucker's like every other Republican. They never want to criticize Trump. But it's actually Trump who's saying this, not just Lindsey Graham. Kiev Independent reported former American President Donald Trump on February 14th said the U.S. should provide funding to Ukrainians as loans, which Kiev would be expected to pay back rather than donations. They want to give them 60 billion more, Trump said at North Charleston. Do it this way. Loan them the money. If they make it, then pay us back. If they can't make it, they don't have to pay us back. So this is where I disagree with Trump and I agree with Tucker Carlson. Trump said if they can make it, then pay us back. If they can't, then they don't have to pay us back. I mean, that's like lending a crackhead money and being like, yo, here's $10,000. If you can pay it back, you know, pay it back. But if you can't, you never have to pay it back. A crackhead's going to look at you and be like, I'm not paying it back, bro. If you give me the option of not paying it back, it's not getting paid back. So I'm not saying Zelensky's a crackhead, although Javier Mali does look like a crackhead and he acts like a crackhead, that libertarian from a uh, Where's it? Argentina. Did you guys see the video of him like crying and like shaking like like he was on cocaine at the, in Israel? He was at the wall and he was like crying hysterically and like shaking and like move. I was like, all right, bro, tell me tell me you do drugs without telling me you do drugs. But anyway, jokes aside um, or not jokes. I have no idea. If you're if you just give this money to countries like, hey, give it back if you want. 
That's weak. I don't know. Like I was, I thought Trump was going to lean back into like the, oh, let's get that money back. Let's not just give away our money. But he's like, meh, you, you can, you can keep on doing it if you want. I don't take this stuff that seriously anymore. I've figured out what politicians are. I don't think Trump, RFK or any of these people, like I see them for what they are. Um, so I'm not like super surprised by this. I guess it's just one of those things where I get excited. I'm like, oh, Trump said something honest. And then it's like, oh, well, you know, he's not going to collect. It's like, so it's just foreign aid. It's what they do. They, they package everything to make people feel like they have a dog in the race. It's like, oh, people are upset. How do we tell them something that makes them feel like they're going to get something but not get it? Like, it, you know, that's what politics feels like to me. Others might disagree. I have a few more things to talk about. Then I want to talk about Fannie Willis, all that drama, and the Engoron judge, something interesting I found. But first, I want to show you, Armenia is experiencing an interesting thing. Obviously, if you talk to Armenians, they'll tell you that they've been genocided in the past. It's not very covered by the press, but Armenians, they ride around Los Angeles every year and try to raise awareness to it. And now they're afraid that it's going to happen again, similar structure. And there's people encroaching on Armenia and there's a little battle going between, I don't know if it's Turkey and the Muslims there, Azerbaijan, I think that the name is. I'm not super familiar with the area, but I do understand that this is a pretty heavy heating up subject and a, a conflict that just the press does not seem interested in at all. So I'm going to read a, a take by Michael Knowles and a, a dare I had to Michael. So, you know, God bless you, Michael, if you see this. I dare you to report who's funding Armenia. I know it's tough for him to do. I don't know if he'll ever do it, but that's my challenge. Let's read. Michael Knowles said to a news thing, it says, breaking, Armenia wants Azerbaijan is, or Armenia warns that Azerbaijan is planning a full-scale war. Michael Knowles says, a Muslim nation is reportedly planning a full-scale war with the oldest Christian nation in the world. While we're funding wars abroad, might the model of Christian charity consider helping the Armenians? So, He's like, why are we not helping the Armenians? I like, you know, I like dares. So I, I dared Michael Knowles. I said, hey, Michael, I dare you to report who, who's funding Azerbaijan. Dare you to report who is arming them on your show. Why did I say this? Because it was reported just a month or two ago. We'll wait for the report to pop up. Give me one second. Israel. Israeli arms quietly helped Azerbaijan retake a province I can't pronounce to the dismay of the region's Armenians. So our great ally of Israel is arming Azerbaijan to attack Christians. And I don't think Michael Knowles has the balls to report it on his show. Hopefully he does. Just like most of politics, we just have to like play dumb and be like, oh, well, let's give more money to these countries and not talk about it. It's like, or we could talk about it. But, you know, I'm not super familiar with the region. I just know that Israel is arming the enemy of Azerbaijan, and I haven't heard a single Republican talk about it. Instead, they continuously pass speech laws for that foreign country. So you're not allowed to criticize or question them because in America, you don't get speech laws. Your religion doesn't get speech laws. Another country gets speech laws. And if you ever talk about it, the American press will smear you as anti-Semitic. Isn't, isn't that just fun? As hundreds of billions of dollars go to foreign aid. Speaking of which, uh, there's all sorts of like Trump court drama. And I'm not saying it's not real. I just like to me, it just seems like days of our lives, soap opera season 57, like Trump and Fannie Willis. And it's like, whoa, you know, that's 
I'll leave that reporting to like Cat Turd and Benny Johnson. They could run you guys in circles for a few years. But apparently Trump is getting charged in a court hundreds of millions of dollars, which is insane. Um, you know, they're definitely trying to destroy the country in some ways. Like I agree with conservatives, obviously, that it's it's insane. They're overcharging Trump. They're wasting his time. They're trying to take his money. They're trying to piss people off. They they don't want to win a fair election. They want to muddy the waters as much as possible. And I have a few feelings about it. But the first thing I did was I wanted to learn about the judge because I was like, who is this judge that's charging Trump hundreds of millions of dollars? His name is N. Goron. If you go to Angoron's Wikipedia, which is what I did because I wanted to learn who this guy was, the only thing it has written in his personal life is that he used to write Holocaust plays. So I don't know. I just found that interesting because when Mallorca said the border is pressed on why he's so bad at his job, he says, don't say that to me. My family are survivors of that event, so you shouldn't like criticize me, which has nothing to do with how bad of a job he's doing at the border. But of course, it's a huge shield that makes everybody look crazy for questioning them so apparently you know that's what the judge is doing that's that's one of his hobbies interesting stuff uh do with that what you will in general um i don't know i think it's messed up what's happening to trump but i also think that he he dropped the ball like if you're gonna run for politics which he did and he won it's it's a chess game like there's a lot of countries involved I, I mean you guys know it's like you got china you got russia you got israel you got saudi arabia you got america you got the democrats you got the media it's a whole chess game to enter the political arena and do anything good because there's so many moving parts there's so many industries and lobbyists and foreign countries and relationships and all sorts of things you have to deal with so if you're gonna run and you win you got to think like chess, like understand how things work. Trump, in my opinion, um, very funny, very charismatic, very famous, very rich American icon, definitely told more truth than anyone has ever told in American politics. And that's why he's so popular, because we've never had a president who spoke as much truth as Trump. With all that being said, like he seems like uh, he gets himself in trouble a lot. And if you're going to get in trouble at least just be super real but it's like to me trump he's just not worth running circles around like i don't think they should take his money i think it's crazy what they're doing but i don't know it's like he ran around selling vaccines like he didn't he never admits he's wrong like he's not a good leader in my view for conservatives anymore he's like a leader that just stumbles over his own feet gets in trouble and then gets everyone in trouble with them where it's like you know, I'm not saying these are your best friends or anything, but listen to Putin talk to Tucker Carlson. You don't have to like him. You probably shouldn't trust him. He's not your president. But Putin is intelligent. He's thinking 50 steps ahead. He's talking about hundreds of years of history. Like even Putin's worst enemies know that he's way more intelligent than Joe Biden or Trump. Like, and I'm not saying they're not dumb. Like Trump's not dumb. Um, but like American politicians, they're nothing like him. Like they, you listen to that interview and your takeaway is usually like, well, I don't, I don't think Joe Biden even has the capability of talking like that. Even Trump, he speaks in like catchphrases and taglines. Like he can't walk you through history. Like he's just like, I'm like Abe Lincoln. I'm the best since Abe Lincoln. He can't give you like a 20 minute breakdown. Um, with that being said, I think, uh, 
in America, the the smartest leader, and I'm not saying he's the most ethical or you should trust him because you shouldn't, but the smartest leader in our country is not Trump or Biden. To me, it's Elon Musk. Like if you watch how Elon Musk talks and the way he moves, Elon Musk is playing chess, right? He owns a lot of stuff. He, he bought Twitter. He's very calculated in what he does. He's very smart. If you listen to an interview of Elon Musk, you don't have to trust him, but he's like, he speaks like authentically and he makes sense and he answers questions and everything he does is real thought out. He understands artificial intelligence. He's 10 steps ahead of a lot of his competitors in, in automotives. That guy's smart. Putin is smart. Trump and Biden. I mean, Trump's smarter than Biden, but like, these are not leaders that I, I, I want to follow because I feel like Biden is obviously like the perfect puppet, but Trump is like the, he's the, king of the roost in the Republican party, but he's not as smart as Elon Musk or Putin. So he's constantly just getting shit on by his enemies because he just walks into every trap and then works for them half the time and then like stumbles over his own feet. And it's like this game, you know, the Democrats are going to do one of two things. Either they're just going to suck this guy's money dry, which is totally messed up. I mean, I, I don't agree with it at all. I, you know, but it's just like, I don't know. It, it, like a Imagine if Trump was super ethical and actually did the right stuff versus like this, like it's like if you're going to take all these arrows for the American people, at least don't turn into Bill Gates and run around being like my vaccine saved the world. It's like he's just a puppet, you know, that's getting everyone in trouble, getting himself in trouble. And, you know, I'll vote for him over Biden. He's definitely the better candidate. He'll definitely build the wall. But um, the Democrats are playing real grimy chess, really grimy chess. Like, let's suck this guy's money. Let's make him look terrible. Let's waste his time. Let's waste everyone's time. And they know one of two things is true. Either all of this scammy, scummy court stuff is going to help Biden get elected, which is probably what they want, or they know that it's going to compromise Trump. Like Trump came into politics seeming uncompromised. I think that was his best asset. Like he was so rich, he didn't need anybody's money. But then he immediately sold out. I know people don't want to think this, but as soon as he got into office, I, I've, de I've documented it quite extensively. Trump took hundreds of millions of dollars from mega donors like Sheldon Adelson. He took hundreds of millions of dollars from corporations, banks, Pfizer. Trump's cabinet was the swamp because he sold out like every politician. So like his whole campaign slogan was all fake. I, I thought it was real for years, but it's not. Now he's getting in so much trouble. He's probably 50 times as compromised as he even was before because now he's got to probably strike deals with Lindsey Graham. I, I can't stand Lindsey Graham, but like people are like, why is he with Lindsey? He's probably so screwed that he has to like sell out even more now just to stay afloat and not, you know, lose his spot there. So it's like, he's just not He's better than Biden. I hope he wins. But like, I don't know. I feel like conservatives are really digging themselves in a hole by not playing chess. Like, I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. Um, the Democrats know that it's going to either compromise him further. It's going to make him lose to Biden. It's going to suck up your money. And overall, even if Trump wins, they control the narrative. They're wasting people's time. Like no one's talking about the fact that there's chemicals and Cheerios. Nobody's talking about the fact that most pregnant women in Indiana have weed killer in their bodies. This is a serious topic. Pregnant women have poison in their bodies from a weed killer and nobody's going to talk about it because every Republican's going to talk about Fannie Willis for the next five years. And, you know, as soon as Trump got arrested, it's like, oh my gosh, this is the new story. Like it, the, the, the Democrats and the elites they're, they're very like, I don't know. I'm a pattern recognizer. I'm very analytical. They're way smarter than Trump. Like it's not that he's dumb or bad. 
it's just like their game plan is like multi-layered. Like we're going to do this and we have just like a Chuck Schumer said, he's like, we have six ways. The, the intelligence communities have six ways from Sunday of getting back at Trump. That's what he said. He pretty much just like said it out loud. And it's really messed up because that proves that the deep state is pretty much real. But he's not lying. Like they do have six ways. And all I'm saying is like, I would defend a righteous man. Like if Trump never sold vaccines like Bill Gates, never took hundreds of millions of dollars, never sold his cabinet out, I would want to defend him way harder because I'm like, this is our guy. But it's like, to me, just as much as I think that Trump is the best option and they're trying to send a message to him, part of me thinks that he's in on it, you know, to the point where it's just like, he's the character, he's the fall guy. Because if they can make Trump fall, like now everyone's going to get pissed off. Now everyone's going to be like, oh my gosh, but like maybe that's part of the play. It's just like, okay, we're going to do this to him. We're going to make people hopeless because they're going to put all their hope into him. He's going to turn on them. He's going to fall. They're going to go nuts. And then we can move in on him. I don't, I think that January 6th was a setup. I mean, I wish, I don't really know what I'm trying to say, but like, I, w I, I didn't know that before. I wasn't like, oh, everyone's going to get set up. But my red flags were going off because Trump was like selling Moderna. He was act, like, he was acting different. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not a follower. Like everyone's like, let me do this. I didn't know it was going to be what it was. But as all the dust settles from that, it's the perfect event for Joe Biden. You get all the Trump supporters to go to Washington, D.C. You set them all up with the feds. You round up all the anti-lockdown protesters and organizers who were there for Donald Trump, even though Trump was a half-assed leader during that time. They all get arrested. They all get scared. They all get pressured by the FBI and everybody gets nervous or, or in court. And now Joe Biden's in office. And where's Joe Biden's opposition? Well, 10 days or 16 days before Joe Biden got in office, Donald Trump rounded up all the opposition to Joe Biden and set them all up with the FBI. So now Joe Biden gets in office and it's even worse than just Joe Biden winning because thousands of people are now afraid or in, in court or in jail or, or, or going through this long process. And now they can't oppose anything that Joe Biden's doing because now the feds have an angle on everybody to spy on everybody and, and go through their stuff and try to make it look like it was bigger than it was. So it's like, I don't, I look at outcomes. I don't look at emotions and opinions. And I'm not saying that Trump did it purposely because I don't know that that's true. But the outcome of January 6th was perfect for Joe Biden. It could not have been better. It's like, not only do I get an office, but I get to wipe out all my competition beforehand so they have no say and I just get to be a tyrant. Like Trump helped him do that, whether Trump knows it or not. That's not a chess move. It's not a chess move to lure all your supporters to January 6th to just do a speech and like get everyone riled up. Trump's not a criminal for it. But that move was so stupid. Not only did it get all his supporters in trouble, it got him in trouble. And now it's ruining this next election and the Democrats are using it as leverage. And to me, my only point is this is like, if Trump was like leagues above everybody else, and he's amazing and ethical and crushing, then it's like run him again. But the, like the, the pros aren't there anymore. He's not who people thought he was, but all the cons are there. It's like, I just don't care anymore. You know, it's like, I, I'll defend him. I know it's wrong that they're doing this and they're they're using him as a scapegoat to basically just like shift the Overton window and make crazy stuff seem normal. It, it's just like uh, at a certain point, conservatives are going to need to regroup and find a leader who's not totally compromised, sold out, 80 years old and, uh, you know, pretty much in on it. Like that, it's like this, uh, this whole kind of theater is going to end at some point. And uh, the sooner it ends for me, the better, because there's chemicals in our food. There's weed killer in pregnant women. 
Like, why does no one care about that? If Trump said it or, or someone said it, everyone would care about it. But because Trump doesn't care, no one else cares. Like he's got everyone's left and right. They're like, is he going to get arrested? Is he not? It's like this whole drama. I just don't see it as this huge threat. But um, I'm rooting for him to win still because if they're trying to suck all that money out of him, clearly, even though he's like a goofy and not playing chess and in my opinion, like totally blew it in his first four years, it's not easy to become president. He became president and everyone's kind of thing was like, oh, he'll learn. It's like, bro, you don't, you got, he got four years. It's like getting four championship chances. Like, and you, you go to the NBA finals four times and lose every time. It's like, he'll, you know, he'll learn. You might never get there again. Like you got four years and you blew it. Like, I don't see him as this massive victim. I see him as a sellout who blew it. And now we're dealing with the consequences. And, uh, I still hope he wins. I still hope he gets over it. I, I, I don't agree with the court cases, but you know, the same system that's draining Trump is the system that he bolsters, he gives money to, he funds, he makes excuses for, he passes speech laws for. So I just see it as like just circular drama and theater. But um, what do you guys think? I'm going to read some comments. It feels like if Trump loses now, because it's not going to be like 100% fair anymore, because they're doing all this really unnecessary, crazy stuff, people are going to be pissed off. But I don't think people being pissed off scares them. Like people, people think, oh, they don't want me to be pissed off. They, they do want you to be pissed off. They like when you're pissed off because you get in trouble. Do you know how many people at January 6th thought they were George Washington, but they're not doing shit? They don't even like it wasn't a, a real insurrection. People were just like it was like the boys are out. You know, the boys are back in town. Trump, Mike Pence, they're feeling tough. Now they're rotting in prison. It's like the feds don't care if you get pissed off. Like you're not threatening them. You're just going to get set up again. And like the worst possible outcome for the next election would be Joe Biden winning. And then the same thing repeating itself. Trump supporters get pissed off. They don't realize that Trump's in on it. They follow him to some event and they all get set up and we all get in trouble for four years because people can't act right. Like that, that's not a threat. So like so many people think that like this is going to this is like, oh man, if, if, if Biden wins and they steal it from us this time, it's like, you're going to do what? Like, you're not, there's nothing to do. Um, someone said, anomaly, you're crazy. Let me, I'm trying to read some comments. You, are you crazy? If he wins, they'll applaud tyranny, calling it 3d chess possibly, but I'll still vote for him. I'm not an emotional person. I mean, I can be emotional. I can cry, <laughs> you know, when I hear a, a nice violin, but, um, yeah, I mean, the border's insane. Trump's better at the border, so I don't know. I'll vote for him, but I just I just don't think that much is going to change until people realize what's going on, so I don't really care that much. But, yeah, I'll probably vote for him. Someone said Trump is definitely one of the Marxists. Well, talking to G. Edward Griffin, I, hopefully you guys saw that interview. He was talking about how Marxist-Leninists, they were, they, they were different because they were more violent, but they they didn't play by the rules. Like a communist will be like, I'm a communist. Like a Marxist Leninist will, will pretend to be the nationalist. And if you look, I'm not trying to be like a buzzkill now, because I know I've talked about this a lot, but if you looked at the way that Trump actually, like not his voice, not what he promised he'd do the four years. And this is where I differ from a lot of people. And I'm not shitting on Trump. I'm just saying a, 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 a football game is four quarters. A basketball game is four quarters. The most important quarter is the fourth quarter. 
in every sport. If you lose in the fourth quarter, you lost the whole game. That's it, it doesn't matter if you won in the first, second, and third quarter. You win first three quarters, you lose the fourth quarter. What does the scoreboard say? You lost the whole game because it all comes down to the score at the end of the fourth quarter. Trump blew it harder in the fourth quarter than anyone has ever blown it in modern history. He lost the game. He didn't have a good economy. He had three years of a good economy, a fourth quarter of a horrible economy. He printed more money than Obama. He printed more money than Karl Marx on steroids. He morphed into Bill Gates Jr., the most prolific vaccine salesman I've ever seen in my life, overselling it, which was a socialist government. You could call it fascist. I wouldn't, but some people would. I don't care what you call it, as long as you know that it was all scammy. And, and $18 billion of socialist. Trump's a socialist. So when you listen to G. Edward Griffin talk about how Marxist-Leninists, they pretend to be nationalists in order to get both sides of politics. I mean, it's so obvious that that's a huge possibility that that's Trump because like his mouth said capitalism and his pocket said socialism. And you could say that the excuse is the COVID, but like that's like saying climate change is a reason to do carbon tax. Elon Musk is the same way. I like him but I don't really trust him. He's talking about a global carbon tax. Like he's a communist, you know? And I'm not, I know I like, I don't want to throw that word out lightly, but we don't, taxing the whole world is not going to fix the climate of the planet. That's asinine and it's not going to work. But, you know, he wants it that way. Um, Someone said, why continue voting for the lesser two evils? Well, I don't really care what you do per se, but I've had debates with people where they think not voting matters. Like it not voting doesn't save the world. Like it's like when someone puts a I voted sticker and they're like, I voted and you're like, cool. It's like the same thing. It's like, I didn't vote. Well, congratulations. The, the whole world has been healed. It doesn't matter if no one votes, it, it's not going to change. Um, so I vote locally. If I'm inspired to vote nationally, I'll, I'll vote nationally. I think it does matter on a local level. I know it matters on a local level, prosecutors, AG, stuff like that. Um, nationally, I think I'm just realistic about it. I, you know, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but your job doesn't, whether you vote or don't vote, like the job doesn't end there. You can't just sit there and pat yourself on the back. Like people have to pay attention. It all comes down to like loving and caring about yourself. You're easier to run all over if you don't, like no one cares that this stuff is in our food. It should be the number one talking point. Like pregnant women have weed killer in their bodies. No one, no one even like cares. That's a pathetic society. America's pathetic. Someone said, this is ridiculous. I'm unsubscribing. Alicia, can you tell me what's ridiculous? Like what part of what I said is ridiculous? It's like women have weed killer in their bodies and, and no politician cares. That's ridiculous. I'm so brain dead that I don't care because I just see red and blue. Okay, well, you're like borderline stupid though. I can't say the word I want to say. So it's like, you're like, I'll I love chemicals in my body because I have a Trump hat on my head or, or a Biden hat on my head. It's like, Cool. Um, someone said, thank you. Uh, so someone said Trump was the perfect controlled opposition separate from the Bush clan, different from Obama and Clinton cabal. Yeah. I mean, I do think they're really screwing him in court and stuff because it, like Trump, I listen, I like Trump kind of not really, but it, it's like, I did like him a lot at one point. He seems like the ultimate, I'm not going to say traitor because that's a heavy word, 
he's the ultimate sellout where it's like he took all the arrows to be that guy. He uh, he like unabashedly sold his people out. People are so brainwashed that they made excuses for it. And now he's getting bamboozled by the same people he thought were his friends. They were never his friends, but Trump's like, oh, they complimented me. He, his ego's through the roof. He thinks like, you, you know, that's how I, I want to get into scams real quick because the, the way that scams work is they flatter you. And if you buy into the flattery, then you're easy to get scammed. Like Trump, everybody scams Trump in politics because like he just, they walk all over him and then they're sucking his money out. And he's like, I thought we were cool. It's like, they never liked you, bro. Like, they, you know, it's, they were just like, they just played him like a fiddle. He's not, he's not on like Elon or Putin level of, of like chess to be able to beat these guys. He's literally going to just crash everything into the ground. Like, I don't think he's like on that level, but whatever. Um, there's email scams going around now. This is actually important because everybody's getting scammed. The email, they, they email people like me and podcasts and big social media accounts. And they say, hey, they, they've emailed me like a hundred times. There's a guy, Tony Terry, the biggest scammer in the world. But there's now other names. They say, hey, we want you on the Lewis Howes podcast or we want you on this podcast. It's sponsored by Nike. Um, we'll pay you $3,000, $2,000, $4,000. And it looks like a scam to me. So I never answer. But some people, their ego, they, they want to be more important than they are. They want to be more famous than they are. Or they just, it's normal because they get deals like that. So they go, oh, okay. And then they sit on like, it's like a Pakistani scammer. They sit on like a Zoom call. Michael Bisping from the UFC did this. He said they stole his Facebook. And he sits on a, on a thing and they say, they take control of your Facebook page and they get you to like put them in, in the background. They say, hey, if you put me there, I'll give you the money and then I'll transfer it. Some, sometimes they do PayPal scams to people too. Like, oh, you owe money. Just give me your card. And they, they're good at scamming people and getting their information, stealing it and making a fortune off them. And sometimes they're playing into people just being naive and dumb. But with influencers, they're, they're playing into your ego. Like sometimes like for me, obviously I like myself. I'm not a self-hating person, but I'm skeptical of everything. Like if someone says, I'm going to book you for this huge venue, I'm like, who's running it? Who, who are like, I'm getting to the core of all of it. Like, is this real? Are, are, you, are there going to be as many people there? Are you going to pay me beforehand? Or like, you know, are you going to cover the flights? I'm not trying to, I'm asking a million questions and you can cut through a scam or just a shitty promoter. If you ask all those questions, some people they're like, Oh, I've always wanted to do this. Wow. I'm so important. Wow. And then they, and then they get scammed, you know? So I'm not saying Trump does that, but I think he kind of does that. Like with politics, everybody around him, they, they, it's like, it's a serious game out there. I wouldn't want to do it. It's just, if you do it and you want to like win, you got to like know that not like trust everyone who says nice things to you. But I don't really, I don't really like care. Someone said Trump's own secretary of state Pompeo said Trump is pushing a liberal world order, which he was overseas. He was making Africa gay. Like Trump was pushing homosexuality on Arabs and Africans. L look it up. Trump was like going around trying to make the world gayer. That's why Mike Pompeo said he's pushing a liberal world order because it's the same thing. You know, like he did a few little things, but like everybody wants a hero. So that's why they get away with everything they do because they just give you the hero that you're looking for. Like, oh, you need Obama. Here's Obama. Oh, you want a right wing guy now here? You want like, it's so obvious that nothing's going to change that much, but people want to believe in it. So then their wives are just like filled with weed killer and they don't even care. To me, it's just like I, the cowardice of men is just like shocking to me. It's like, you don't care that you're eating chemicals. Your kids are eating chemicals. Like that doesn't, 
that doesn't bother you. You get bothered by like a headline of, of Anderson Cooper, but not the fact that your pregnant wife has like weed killer in her body. You know, like the, the people in this country have, have, have gotten very, um, naive or weak or soft. I'm not really sure. Um, but maybe they just think that, oh, that, that they don't want to see it. I asked Gia, Gia Griffin because he, I was like, why do you think so many people don't see what you're, you're 92, you've been around for a while. He was like, they don't want to see it. They're like, you know, it's like, it's right there. All this stuff is right there. The pharmaceutical industry, like people think I'm, they're like, oh, he didn't mandate it. Mandates are only one part of the pharmaceutical equation. Like just like opioids are not mandated. Fentanyl's not mandated. Bextra wasn't mandated. The, the birth control pills they're giving to your daughters are not mandated. Like Adderall's not mandated. Mandates are only one part of the corruption, a huge one that's worth talking about. But just because you don't mandate, oh, Pfizer's great because they don't mandate. It's like, or they'll be like, oh, they're helping people with some products. Absolutely. I'm not saying all their products are bad, but the pharmaceutical industry is so overblown. Every commercial is pharmaceutical. This country's disgusting. I'm disgusted watching television. It's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Every commercial, disgusting, disgusting, disgusting. Where are all the tough, tough guys? There's so many tough guys out there. Tough, these people and that people and football fans and Trump supporters. Where are all the tough guys? If you're really tough, you'd call out the fact that the pharmaceutical industry is running rampant over your country, but nobody cares. Like, that's why, you know, Trump and Biden, like it plays into like people's like cowardice. Like they, they just want to sit on the sidelines and be a fan of a politician. So it's like, you know, it is what it is, but I'm focused on just trying to enjoy my life and doing what I can and not stressing about it too much. It's just like, I, I just find it so sad. Like how many kids need to die? You know, it's the same with the foreign wars. I don't purposely ignore Israel and Palestine and Armenia and, and Ukraine and Russia. Like some people get mad that I don't talk about certain foreign conflicts. I don't like tragedies. I'm not trying to run a sad show where like everything's a tragedy. I it's real. It's happening. I talk about it sometimes. It, it, I don't like it, but I, you know, like, what can I do? What am I going to like ruin my life? Just being sad all the time. It's like, no, I got to make the most of things and realize that this is a cold world. Try to educate people, educate myself, and then, you know, be joyful because your own reality, your own atmosphere that you live in, like that's even more important. So many activists, they live their whole lives. They're wrong. They're angry. They're emotional. Like, you know, like you could, you could spend 10 years being like a liberal activist or a Trump supporter. And it's like, who cares? Like, who are you? What are you enjoying your life? Are you a good, you know, person? Like it's overrated uh, in my opinion. Uh, Earl on Facebook said the attitude of modern males may be related to the lower testosterone levels engineered in our food. That would be a subject to investigate. Brilliant point. Abs I mean, everything plays a factor, right? We're being bamboozled in every way. We're being bamboozled in the food. We're being bamboozled in the water, in the education system, in the media, with the music. Everything is designed to make you dumber, weaker, more degenerate, more evil, like everything. When you listen to certain rap songs, like they're literally just telling you to be a criminal. They're like, steal stuff. It's like, no, thou shall not steal, you know? Stealing is not cool. Like stealing is one of the least cool things out there. There's a lot of not cool things. Stealing's up there with like that's there's nothing cool about stealing someone's car. There's nothing cool about robbing an old lady. It's like the one of the most evil things you could do. And that's being promoted. And you got the food and you got people's lower testosterone. It's all it's all it all plays a role. But it's our job to break through and I I want to be inspiring as well where it's like listen, no excuses. 
as long as we keep it moving and, and notice this stuff, then we can be healthy. You know, that's all you really can do is break through it. So, um, but they, yeah, then they'll throw a pill in your face. They'll be like, oh, you're, you're, you know, are you tired? Take five pills. And it's like, you're tired because you don't move. You're, you, you, when you don't move, you get fat. Last year, I got so busy that I, because I don't talk about it that much, but I've mentioned it probably uh, quite a few times. Um, I love sports. Like I, I was an athlete my whole life. I played basketball. I played soccer. Uh, I like ping pong. I like tennis. I like volleyball. Like I, if I could just play sports all the time and never do this, like I'd be much happier. Like I'm, I love playing sports. I'm very competitive. Uh, I, I didn't play that many sports last year or do that much because I was so busy and. I got, it just wasn't fun. You know, like now that I, you know, I'm working out more, I'm doing more stuff. I'm walking more again. Last year was fine. It wasn't a bad year or anything, but like, I feel great. So it's like, imagine if I went to the doctor and I was like, yo, I'm tired. I'm tired because I'm not going to bed. You know what I'm saying? I was drinking coffee at night and like not sleeping enough and doing all this stuff. You get to bed on time. You get a good night of sleep. You work out, you get energy. You don't need five energy drinks. You don't need pills. Um, you know? Like, but that's the default in this country. It's like, oh, you're, you don't have energy. Well, yeah, you go 50 pounds overweight or a hundred pounds overweight. It's going to be a lot harder to have energy. Have you ever picked up a 30 pound weight in your hand? 30 pounds is pretty heavy. Like doing curls with 30 pounds, two of those is 60 pounds. If you have a hundred pounds, you're carrying around two 50 pound weights or one hundred pound weight. It's so much weight to, for your body. Like, you know, like do doctors tell people that? Do they even have that conversation? No, they're just like, here, here's 15 pills to get your testosterone up. It's like, what the hell? Someone said, we wish we could play sports all day. Yeah, but then being an athlete is, I mean, it's a great life, but it's also like a lot of work, you know? So you can't, everybody wants to do everything, but when you do something professionally, it's way harder, I think, than like just being like, oh, I want to play sports all day. Then you got to train and be great and play the best, um, get injured. Someone said, I think they throttle us on social media for sure. That's why it's it's really sad what happened to YouTube CEO's son. But it's like to the, you know, what I would say to this lady is like during the pandemic, like I'm trying to promote exercise and do jumping jacks and working out. And you're censoring all this content. You're censoring people that are trying to tell the kids to not do drugs. You're censoring all the people who are telling kids it's good to live a righteous life. Like there's a whole movement of people that are trying to live a righteous and healthy life and, and tell the kids that it's not cool. Cause when you're, when you're 19, 20, 21, I've been there, you know, the degenerate life seems cool. Like that you're, you're conditioned to think degeneracy is awesome and being like normal is bad. And then you hit like a certain age and you either ruin your life or you, you get over it and you're like, Oh, you know, I'm not, a perfect person, but like that, that's actually cool. It is cool to like take care of yourself. And those are all the people that get censored on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram, you know, like I I'll make no excuses. I'm fine. But like, I, I'll never get major sponsors. I get treated terribly by YouTube. Like they don't, you know, I've gotten a billion views, I think on a billion with a B and Facebook, they don't like, they don't even like talk to me. Like they'll, you know, it's like, I'm making money for them too. Can I get like a person or have a conversation? I don't need them to like love me, but it's like they hate people like me. You know, they hate people that are Christians. They hate people that lean right. They hate people that tell the truth. They hate honest progressives that talk about foreign wars. Like the system, the establishment, and the people that run the show, 
their worst enemy is like good Americans. They hate, they just hate like good people. They love making excuses for horrible people. They love making the cities worse. They love starting wars. They love killing people in Europe. They like, I don't know what they're doing or why, but you know, it's like at a certain point, they got to stop. And as bad as it is, we are not the victim. Just like I tell everyone else, they're not the victim. I'm consistent. I don't say, oh, you're not the victim, but I'm the victim of you. I'm not the victim of anyone. You're not the victim of anyone. This can only happen when people get weak and lazy. It's the same as like, you know, white people and Christians or conservatives will tell Native Americans like, not all the time, I'm not trying to stereotype, but like they'll tell Native Americans like, you know, we're not the bad guy. Like you guys were killing each other in your tribes. And like, we didn't, we didn't treat you bad. We gave you this and that, but then they'll turn around and conservatives will play victim and be like, Trump's the victim. I'm the victim. Everything's taken from us. We're such a victim. And it's the same thing. It's like, you're getting conquered because you're weak. Your leader's fake. He works for the pharmaceutical industry in foreign countries. You won't admit it. You march around wearing red hats thinking you're like, cool. Now I'm not saying you're bad, but it's just like, you, you don't, a lot of conservatives don't apply the same no victim mentality to themselves. They'll tell black people not to play the victims. They'll tell native Americans not to play the victims. They'll tell liberals not to play the victims. They'll tell liberal, uh, you know, Democrats not to play the victim, but then all right wing Trump like slobbering content is all victim mentality. The election got taken from us. This got taken from us. They did this. Trump printed the money, but it's not his fault, but he hired Jared Kushner, but it's not his fault, but he did this, but it's not his fault, but he hired the swamp, but it's not his fault, but he sold out, but it's not his fault. And he sold vaccines, but it's not his fault. It's like the Trump movement is a controlled opposition victim cosplay movement that it's like, I could care less what happens at this point. It's just like, can people grow up? Like, you know, it's, it's like a place where a bunch of grown men can just like, act like little girls and then tell themselves that they're big tough guys because they voted for a Republican. Like it's so fake. So just like native Americans and other people shouldn't play the victim, neither should like white Christians at this point. Cause all of this stuff that's happening to people or non-white Christians or conservatives, whatever it's all happening. Cause our movement is so fake and weak and stupid and fake, weak, stupid people get conquered. It's always happened. Where's uh, the Greek empire or the Roman empire? Like it's a lot smaller than it used to be. Why? I'm not sure, but something went wrong. You know, like there's a lot of nations that don't. And if you look at like Putin and Russia, all I'm going to say is like his understanding of Russia is like, he's thinking about like thousand years. Like he's like, this is, that's why he still has Russia. Cause he like thinks about it. And he's like, this is what it is. There's a bunch of people that want to take it from him. You know, there was some guy who died in a Russian prison, like Navalny, I think his name is. He was an opposition leader. I don't rest in peace. I don't know who the guy was, but I noticed patterns where it's like Mike Pence and the media is tweeting about it. Anytime they tweet about it, it's usually a, a, a politician that they control and have access to. Like, for example, when Trump was the state of the union, when he was the president, he had the state of the union. Trump gave a standing ovation to a guy named like Guido, I think his name was. He was the opposition leader of Venezuela. Um, and they gave him a standing ovation. Nancy Pelosi gave him an ovation. Mike Pence gave both parties stood up and clapped. What does that tell me? That the opposition leader of Venezuela is controlled by America. How do you get invited to an American State of the Union uh, address as a foreign leader? Obviously, you're controlled by America and our allies. Obviously, you know, it's like this, this is like intelligent analysis like if a leader from a foreign country shows up at the state of the union and nancy pelosi and trump give them a standing ovation they're controlled by america 
if Mike Pence is tweeting about it and Democrats are tweeting about it and the Uniparty is, is crying about a foreign leader, they probably control him. Like it's, it's, it's not that hard to figure out, you know, and I'm not saying he's a bad or a good guy. It's just like, this is, this is like smart analysis. Everyone else, they're just running, chasing headlines like a cat with a laser pointer. And, uh, I don't listen to political content, you know, and it's not that I don't like politics. Clearly I'm passionate about it. I know a lot, but I don't listen to people who make me dumber. Like I don't, I don't need to watch a show of somebody who's less funny than me, less interesting than me, not insightful at all, not intelligent, providing no new ideas or concepts and just regurgitating headlines with no intelligent like analysis of the headline. Like that's like 99% of popular political podcasts. Now they, they don't, uh, they they're just like running in circles and it's just like like uh michael Knowles will be like oh man uh, why does no one care about the christian country i don't know maybe because they're getting funded by our greatest ally that you would never criticize ever in your single life or say something so nothing's going to change because it's like if you're only talking about why like the top layer and like oh what that's going on and then you get like three layers deeper and everyone yells at you it's like nothing you know it's just like it is what it is. Someone said Trump's the best we got, sadly. At this point, I agree. I mean, it's him versus Biden. I think he's the better option. Um, it's going to be tough. It's it, there. It's a shame. As Oliver Anthony said, it's a damn shame. What this come to, they're stealing Trump's money and they're coming for you if you don't vote for the orange man and buy his $200 sneakers. It's a damn shame, you know, what what they're doing. But sorry, I've that's that's a it's a replayed joke. Since nobody will laugh at it, I'll just you know I'll get the AI to laugh. So do you, you guys think that's funny? <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Mm. Someone said good cop versus bad cop. Definitely seems that way. I agree. And those telling the truth are made out to be insane. Yeah. And it's like, to me at this point, obviously the left wing media is really bad and like evil, but I almost think conservative gatekeepers are worse. And I'm not saying conservatives who just like are normies. I'm talking about conservatives that are normies that don't say anything important or intelligent. And they just attack people when they do say something deep, like when they go deeper and they turn and they're like, Oh my gosh, that person's bad. Like they're worse than liberals to me because they're literally just there to be like actors. And I'm not trying to pick on Michael Knowles, but like, wasn't he an actor? Wasn't he like a failed Hollywood actor who did some like gay, like he was like a gay guy in a movie. And now he's like a, you know, like Ben Shapiro's little, little puppet or whatever, little jokester, little jester. Not trying to be a dick, but it's like these people don't talk about anything important ever. They gatekeep the most important narratives. Like, will he say that Israel's funding Azerbaijan? He's so concerned about. Will he say that? I've never. I don't think he's allowed to like say anything about Israel. Maybe he is. I don't know. But it's like, if you're really concerned about that, maybe that's a part of the equation that you should report to your audience. But I like. I don't think people like him, they have to just be like our greatest ally. We just got to give him money. We, we got to give him money. Everybody's hateful. I mean, everybody who doesn't want to give him money is just hateful. It's hate speech. Oh my God, it's hate speech. We got to pass more hate speech laws, but I don't believe in laws. It's like, okay, so wh why would I ever, like that's like 95% of Republican 
voices. That's how they're able to get there. You know, like that's like the trade-off, you, you know, everybody makes like, in order to climb certain circles and, and get certain places, you gotta like, you gotta play certain games. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not like using, I don't care if he was an actor and did a gay scene. I'm just saying like, why does he never like, he never talks about certain topics ever. Um, but I don't know. That's just my opinion. I'm just very honest about it. With that being said, like, I enjoy what I do. I'm appreciative. I'm grateful. I have an amazing job. I've been blessed beyond belief. I'm not taking things very personally anymore. Like the whole po political thing, I'm going to analyze it. I'm going to speak about it. But I just want people to not stress that much because you'll spend years stressing about this stuff, but but you're stressing and, and it's not even going to accomplish what you think it's going to accomplish because these people aren't who you really think they are. And I'm not, I'm just saying like, enjoy your life, find value, figure out what you like to do, have a plan. Like when COVID shut down, people remember I said, it might be a good idea to, I'm not trying to give advice, but it might be a good idea to go shopping now because I think the country is going to lock down in five days. And I said, don't be scared, be prepared. And I got so many emails that people said, Anomaly, I'm so glad you mentioned that. I went shopping before the lockdown. I got all my food. It was easy. I didn't have to wear masks and it wasn't creepy and like weird and, you know, it, like crowded. Like I got, I got all my stuff out of the way beforehand. And that was a great message to get because I told people like, this is going to happen. I'm not trying to scare you, but I, I like, I could tell the country is going to lock down. I'm, I'm watching trends in Italy, San Francisco, what they're doing. I'm listening to Trump. I'm like paying attention every day, all day to like all political news. So I'm like, I believe that this country is going to shut down within two weeks. I flew before the lockdown. I flew to the suburbs to like to get out of a major city, like a week before they locked the country down or five days beforehand. So I gave people the advice that I was taking myself and, uh, you know, that's, that's the whole theme of this year. And in general, don't be scared, be prepared, you know, like, don't, don't be afraid of Trump losing. Don't be afraid of Trump winning. Don't be afraid of him falling short. These things will happen. You know, like maybe he'll be the greatest leader in modern history and win and change everything and be amazing. Or maybe he'll win and change a few things and other trends are just going to keep getting worse because he's not going to do that much or can't do that much. Or, you know, things are different than like, to me, a, a nation is, is the people in it, you know? And this is what I'm coming to. I disagree with conservatives, libertarians and liberals on topics of like how to please cities. Like I don't agree with anybody completely because in general, it's like, you know, some libertarians are totally against the police. Others, you know, the conservatives back the blue. Liberals, God knows what they're doing, changing genders and dancing with their dick out or something. I don't even know what they're doing. But it's like libertarianism would work in New Hampshire, a bunch of around a bunch of bros who argue with each other all the time. Like, yeah, that would work. The nonviolence, whatever thing packed. Oh, we're going to do like you try to bring that to the south side of Chicago. It's not going to work. It's not going to work now. It's not going to work in 10 years. It's not going to work in a thousand years. It's just not feasible. Like police and strong men are, are necessary in some cases. Like if you live in a city of a hundred thousand moral people, you could have zero police and it's not going to be that bad as long as it's isolated from everyone else that could go rob you. 
if you have a city of 100, I'm not saying everyone's bad, but just in a hypothetical experiment, a city that's just filled with crime, murder, and theft, police help. You know, police do help and you need more to make it better, like, unfortunately. But like, you can't go no police in a shitty area and you can't, and, and like having zero police or five police in a good area would still be better than a bad area with 10,000 police. It's not the police. You know, people will be like, oh, the police make it safer. The police have to make it safer because this country sucks now. Police shouldn't have to be everywhere. You know, there's 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 towns and cities now where there's police everywhere. And I'm not anti-police. I think it's probably a good idea. But it's just like in a functional moral society that isn't filled with degenerates, criminals, and scumbags, they don't, we don't need a cop at every subway. We don't need a cop at every store. We don't need a cop at every, you know, they had jewelry stores in this country 20 years ago that didn't have 15 security guards, they, you know, because they didn't need them because people weren't robbing. So it's like, I disagree with everybody on this topic. Like, I don't fully agree with anyone because police are not bad, but they're also not the solution. They're only the solution because this country is getting so bad. Like if you go to Dominican Republic or something, it's like to be in an all-inclusive resort, it needs to be surrounded by security guards because it's not a safe area. And the only way to make a small piece safe is to surround it with armed people. That's this country now. This country is a third world country. It's not, you know, there. it's not like, oh, let me leave my car unlocked. Dude, cars are getting robbed all the time. There's thieves everywhere in this country. So the reason I'm saying this is Trump's not going to fix this shit. He's just not, you know, he, he might be able to slightly make it better, but he's not. If you listen to him talk and you listen to his mindset, he's not even smart or integrity driven enough to, to actually fix anything because he doesn't even care. And his supporters don't care because they just they're like literally like little fanboys. Like it's like a girl playing with a little Polly Pocket or a Barbie. That's like grown conservative slobs, you know, slobbering over Trump. Like he might be slightly better, but it's it's basically like a Band-Aid or ointment. You're telling yourself that like a Band-Aid is going to fix a big wound. Like it's like it's a temporary fix. Like it's not going to it's not going to change everything. And that's the truth about this country. It's like grown men need to wake up like conservative men need to wake up. They're using Trump like a Band-Aid because they're too cowardly to face the real problems of this country. And the real problems of this country, economy, demographics, crime, things that are not like it doesn't even matter. Like, you know, like a politician's not going to fix this, but Biden just makes it worse. So with Trump, it's like are 100,000 people going to come across the border or a million. Yeah, you vote for the guy who's going to bring less people in. Uh, you know, illegally, but like, it's, it's still not going to fix the problem. And I'm not being pessimistic. It's just like, that's a real man, a real person like faces the issues. Honestly, a coward just lies to themselves about it because they're not man enough to face it. And that's this whole country. It's once a coward. So, you know, I don't take it that seriously. Don't be scared, be prepared. But like, it's, it's, it's not just going to magically get better when a president gets in office, like to, Trump, just as as much as he's good to fix some things, he's equally as bad now because his supporters are under a trance. Like, you know, just like left wingers lost their mind over Trump, right wingers like Trump has like ruined that. Like these people, how long are you going to play that game? You know, like when when do you snap out of it? It's like I don't I just don't really care. Like they're going to figure it out one day. Thank you, financial whatever. Um, let me read a few. Someone said, you're not a man. Okay. I'm a Google employee. No, but see, this is like, if you tell men that like, if you tell men that like their pregnant wives have weed killer in there, there's chemicals in their food and like the, the problems of this country are not going to be fixed. 
they freak out at you. Like they want Trump to fix everything. And, and like they hate anyone who says he's not going to fix anything. So I'm not even mad at you. It's just like, you'll figure it out eventually. God bless you. Like this, you know, this country is clearly getting worse almost everywhere. Crime, theft, all of it. He's not going to fix it. I don't care. He'll, he'll make the decline slightly slower until he doesn't like with COVID. It's like Trump slowed the decline until he didn't. He slowed it and then he ramped it up and he ramped it up further than even other presidents. It's like, to me, it's just good cop, bad cop. They're just like, here, give them what they want and then take it away and then pull the rug and then send them to the Capitol and then do this. Like, People can do what they want, but I'm not following any of these people. I'll vote for Trump, but I'm not running circles around these people. I don't trust these people. You can, though, if you want to. Good luck. Someone said, anomaly compromise and we lose. Don't participate. We don't vote for representatives. We don't vote for rulers. Dan, I don't agree with this like i'm i'm libertarian in many ways but like this this like um self-righteousness over not voting i had a two-hour debate with this guy brian from high impact flicks nice guy i like brian um i don't i don't agree like i don't i don't get this like libertarian self-righteousness where it's like you're ruining the system by voting not voting changes it it doesn't matter if i go and vote or i sit at home literally nothing will change literally almost like nothing there's no difference my vote will count plus one locally and that matters it won't count at all nationally like it me not voting doesn't matter any more than me voting so like i don't get the self-righteousness of like i didn't vote wow i fixed the world you didn't though and i didn't like that's just the truth like we have to be at saying that not voting fixes everything is just as dumb as being like a supporter of a politician and saying that that fixes everything. It's the same self-righteousness of like, like that's, it's not true. It's a hundred percent not true. I'll debate any libertarian on it and I'll win the debate because I'm right. It's like, it doesn't, not voting doesn't, it's not, it's the same. I'm, my job is done. I've upset the tyrants and the rulers. They don't care. You're, you know, that's like saying you're going to go to the south side of Chicago and tell them the non-aggression principles. Hey, I'm a libertarian. Did you guys ever think about not voting for your ruler? It's, you know, welcome to the hood. They're not listening. They don't care. It's not going to change. Uh, vote. It is true. Voting is your consent. Tell yourself how not consensual you are. I didn't vote. I didn't vote, guys. I just overthrew the system. Did, did maybe you know you're like a vegan? You tell all your, your 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 neighbors you're like, I didn't vote. I didn't consent. Well, guess what? The cycle continues anyway. Your non-vote doesn't matter. Get over yourself. You're not Martin Luther King. Thank goodness you're not George Washington. Your non-consent literally doesn't matter. It's just a slogan that you say to convince yourself that you did anything. Like it literally. Knowing that the system's corrupt is more important than you voting or not voting. Like your non-vote does literally nothing. Like I'll win any debate about that. It's the dumbest. It's like as dumb as being like a liberal being like you, you consent to your tyrants when you vote and when I don't vote and what happens when you don't vote, guess what? You still have a governor. You still have an attorney general. You still have a president. They still, there's still a Supreme court. They're still passing laws. Your non-consent does nothing. Go be non-consensual in, in South side of Chicago. Go spread your libertarianism there. See how much they care. I bet you could change. I bet you could fix the hood with libertarianism, right? Like, good luck. Um, 
Someone said, I think RFK is great, but I hate his Israel stance. A lot of people feel that way. He gets ratioed on, on that topic a lot. Some people like that stance. Some people don't. I could care less about RFK at this point. He should be the FDA head. Him as president, I don't care. He's just like everyone else, unfortunately. Um, someone said, ask God what are right. Sure. Someone said, I'm just going to be funny on the voting slip. President Pee Wee Herman, someone said. Uh, hold on. I was trying to read your other comment. President Pee Wee Herman, Vice President Pub pubic hair on a soda can dude that's gross i didn't that it's gross to even read hey that's that's definitely not the solution um someone said we need to unite and fight there's no one to fight though fight yourself like there's no like people just get mad like the people that get the most mad they're not even right like i'm mad cool i'm angry let's fight fight who there's no one to fight. Like you just got to wake up and stop buying what they're selling and it's all over. There's no, anybody that's telling you to fight is either doesn't know what they're talking about or just like, you know, trying to be like a bad boy or something. Like, Let's go fight. Who are you fighting? I don't know. I'm mad. Why are you mad? Cause it's a Trump thing. It's like, okay. Like what? I don't know. There doesn't need to be a fight. You're not going to win the fight. The opposition's controlled. The Republican Party's fake. Trump is a vaccine salesman. Any fight you get invited to is going to be a Fed trap. So, you know, there's no like, it's like people just don't want to have self-awareness. So they, they, they like need to like get their energy out. Like join a boxing gym if you're, if you got like pent up anger, like, you know, you don't need to like, like LARP out at like politics. Like you're mad at what, like, what are you going to do? fight who they're all in on it there's no fight and the thing is we're not the victims of this situation people are too dumb in this country or too fake in this country like the conservative movement is just as is as messed up as the liberal movement at this point like it's it's filled with a bunch of scammers and actors and like you know pharmaceutical ceos like the republican party is just as disgusting as the democrats it's like dude the people that they put on fox news and newsmax and trump rallies and stuff it's embarrassing like i get i see what the left sees in them because it's a bunch of clowns and like you guys are like yeah mike lindell it's like it's, it's, it's this movement is just as big of a joke like there's nowhere to fight Where, who, who are you fighting why not like fight your brain and then tell the truth to yourself and then then you're, you you like have the wisdom to realize that there's no one to fight. Um, I don't know. This is why, like, I obviously I do like my job and I'm I'm grateful, but like I don't like talking politics to people anymore. Like people just get mad all the time, unless someone's like really sensible about it. But like everyone's mad because they're just getting like half baked information from like Newsmax or Daily Wire, and they're like, arr, arr, and it's like, what are you mad at? This? And it's like. And then you're like, but did you, did you know this? And it's like, no. And so, so, you know, like, yeah, it's, it sucks what they're doing. It's unfortunate, but it's because like, I'm, I'm more annoyed at Republican men than even liberals. I expect nothing from liberals, liberals. They're not they're, they're They need to wake up. But like when you have the opposition, that's like LARPing and controlled and dumb, it's like now literally nothing's going to happen. Someone said, you're not MAGA. Are you like, we're not doing like five year old analysis anymore. It's like, are you pro Trump or anti Trump? Are you MAGA? Do you wear hats and buy sneakers? It's like, are you for? Do you need a lollipop? You know, do you want like uh, Charleston Chew from the store? Like, you know, like this is like adult 
political analysis. It's not like, are you racist? Are you are you anti-MAGA? Are you MAGA? It's like, do I vote? Yes. Do I have opinions? Yes. Am I am I a fanboy of a politic? No, I'm I'm a news analyst. I analyze the news. And in the reason that I'm more accurate than almost anyone else is because I'm not a five-year-old sucking on a lollipop. I analyze it with the brain that God gave me and not through the lens of like a, a, a Cleveland Browns fan that's really excited to see Chubb run the ball. Like that's what like grown men, they're like, <laughs> oh my gosh, the Chubb rally. <laughs> are you with me? Are you against me? It's like, are you three? Do you need a binky? You know, do you want a MAGA binky in your mouth? It's like, am I MAGA? What does that mean? Do I, do I sell vaccines like Donald Trump? No. Do I print trillions of dollars like a communist like Trump did? No. Do I want to make America great again? Yes. Is that happening right now? Unfortunately not. How do you make America great again? It starts by being great yourself, you know, and nobody wants to be great. So they look at Trump and they wish they were him or something. They live vicariously through a vaccine scammer. Be great. If you want to make America great again, do something great, you know, make a great business, make a great product, do something more ethical. You know, I'm, I, I want to do my, my sale real quick because Obviously, I'm proud of all my products that I've done or else I wouldn't have done them. But, uh, you know, we're doing a sale. I'm just going to say it real quick and then I'm going to say why. Every two beanies you buy, you get a free black beanie. Every sweatshirt you buy, you get a free black beanie. Uh, over $100 purchase, you get a free black beanie. Everybody gets free stickers with their purchase. And also, I'm giving away two signed hats and I only had a limited edition. I signed them a year or so ago and uh, I didn't sign that many hats. I tried to make them more rare. The largest purchase gets a signed hat and also one random purchase. Even if you buy something small, I'm going to pick it randomly. So there's two signed hats. The reason I'm doing that is because I have big plans for my shop and these designs are great, but I've done the same thing for a long time and uh, I want to expand and do like other stuff. So I'm really excited. I'm trying to just sell out everything. And um, the reason that I said that right now, dreamrare.com, check it out. Um, I want to make great stuff. You know, like I, I've always tried to do it, obviously, like my sweatshirts, people love them. Everybody likes the stuff. But like I don't I, my solution to make America great again. It's like I want to make a great company. I want to make great products that are great for people, like stuff that's healthier, better. So that's what I'm really working on. It's like I, I'm not I don't want to half ass anything. It's not that I ever did, but it's just like, you know, I think in order I could complain about politics all the time and you know, I've made a good, decent life, so I'm not upset at it and I'm not, I don't think I complain, but, uh, what I'm saying is like, I'm trying to build something even bigger than what I'm doing here with, with products that are good for people. So I have big plans and big, uh, ambitions for this year of my shop. So in order to do, I, I would love to sell out. We're art just to let you guys know, we're already sold out of like a lot of stuff. Some sweatshirts are sold out. Some shirts are sold out. Some of the long sleeves are almost sold out. Like most things are almost completely sold out at the shop anyway, but I'm just doing a little bonanza sale. And then I'm going to start fresh with like a whole new product line, different products than just clothes. Like that's, that's my goal for this year. And I want everything to be as healthy as possible, as organic as possible. And just like, that's, that's my new goal. What are my thoughts on the UFC when the winner spoke? I didn't hear what all the winners said because I was kind of out, but I did watch the fights. They were good fights, though. I didn't really hear all the winners. What I don't know what you're referring to. I don't want to give away my secrets for my new stuff, but I'll I'll let you guys know. I'm I have I have big plans though, big goals, and I'm I'm starting to get it all going. So someone said sounds like Kanye. 
speaking of which, like I was laughing at like the Trump shoes. I mean, I don't care. They're funny, but um, with like Kanye with his shoes, I I'm going to put out a video because I talked to a shoe designer and I, I did it behind the Patreon wall. So I'm going to give like a clip of that, but it's still behind Patreon with a, he he's the head of industrial design at Yeezy and Donda. He was telling me, and that's the clip I'm going to put out today or tomorrow where he was like, Kanye wanted to make shoes at first, the Yeezys, like Steve was telling him like, that's going to cost a lot. And Kanye was like, I, I don't care how much it costs. I want to make it really good. That's why his shoes were expensive at first. Most shoes, they're just trying to make the cheapest thing and sell it to you where there's very few people making good stuff. Say what you want about yay. But like he was building domes that were just cooler than regular houses. Like everybody just wants to make money nowadays. There's very few Americans that are like trying to make innovate, innovative products. Elon, say what you want about the guy. His new truck is innovative. That cyber truck i don't want one but it's the coolest car that's been made in 30 years 40 years like there's not a lot of people left like that everyone's just putting everything in a box and making it plastic and it's like how cheap can i make it and how much how much profit can i make like where are the great you want to make america great again be great you know be a great person you make coffee make great coffee you know what i'm saying you're a barista be a great barista be a great person in the community like be a great janitor be a great anything we to make america great again we all need to like like each other again we need to love our people we need to like respect ourselves and just like that's the only way to you, you can't just sit and vote and like not care that there's chemicals in the food like that's not making america great again it doesn't even matter if trump wins so you know i'm i'm inspired to try to do better stuff this year it's just hard i mean it's hard to find good materials and good stuff but uh yeah and for all these stuff, my my goal with all these hats and uh, all the shirts and the like, I I did everything made in the USA. So like this hat's made in the USA, this hat's made in the USA, sweatshirts are made in the USA. It's hard to find stuff in the USA, and that was my original goal for the first like I would say the first season season. But professional brands they have like different clothes, different like times. So I'm trying to get a little more professional and be like, all right, let me let me launch a whole new concept. Love us truck drivers. How could you not like truck drivers? Truck drivers are awesome. They're super productive. They're like necessary for society. They're driving long distances, which can be fun, but can also be kind of hard. Yeah. Who doesn't love truck drivers? That's like, you know, that's a great, it's a great job. Delivery. Every, every, everybody plays a role. It's just, we have to have, like you go to certain other countries and they like, like each other. You, you see, they get so excited when their fighter wins. Like they really care, you know? we need that in america like people don't even like each other so if you don't like yourself or like your neighbors how are you gonna like be do a good job at anything so that you know that that like energy of like just doing doing healthy stuff that's good for people rather than just scamming everybody like america's too scammy too much loans too many credit card debt too much you know plastic and everything all the time too many chemicals too many artificial ingredients too many you know i'm not doing nfts i don't it, nfts would be like a good money grab probably but like i don't i want to make things that are like good for people i don't the, the nft thing good luck i just i don't i don't see it anymore someone said americans caring about american people is something we need to focus more on well, it's hard to, it's hard because there's, there's like little niche communities and like everyone, that's the thing about Trump. I'm not blaming him, but like when he won people and people blame Obama too, cause he started doing like racial stuff and the NFL, the NBA, there's a lot of people to blame that are pushing all the division and the weird stuff. But 
Trump is this character where he was so polarizing and so interesting and so different and so really honest at first that people like they've never recovered from that. And the COVID lockdowns probably psychologically abused people. But since Trump, it's like now that I don't care that much about him and I feel like he's a phony, but he's better. You can kind of like see where everyone's at. And it, like most people are actually like tired of it. Like now would be the perfect time to try to reunite but we're never going to do it because it's like, I don't know. Republicans just want to ride Trump for the rest of their lives. Like they, they don't, they have no identity, you know? And I'm not trying to be rude about it, but there are people who voted for Trump because he was great and supported him because he was interesting. But in politics, like dude, politics does not have the best people. All the best people could be in politics and they don't want to. Politics is filled with people that they don't want to let Trump go because they're making a fortune off them and they have no identity. They're not cool. They're not interesting. They're not funny. They have no talent. So they just ride Trump's coattails because being a fan of him gives them value and they feel like they're kings now because they just support Trump. So it's like there's a lot of people that are just like like they need to grow up and they need to like be something and, and do something. And like, you know, I don't whether it's in five years or a year. Like people got to snap out of this and regroup the American people, conservatives, everyone be like, listen, who are we? What do we want? Like, you know, what are we doing? Like why everyone's just caught in these little like reality bubbles and it's hard to unite a country and fix it when one president's 81 years old, the other guy's 77 years old and people are enthralled and like fanboys of that. Like, you know, it only goes so far. And it's not to say he's horrible or he's the worst candidate because he's not. It's just like people don't have identities anymore, you know, or plans. It's just like fandom. Um, someone said Canadian truckers protested lockdowns and mandates. I, I saw that, obviously. Someone said Trump supported Newsom as our freedom was denied. Other states didn't experience the executive orders. He definitely did do that. I've, I've never forgotten that. People have brushed over that. But when California was locking down, doing mass mail-in ballots, taking money, putting sand in, in skateboard parks, Trump was complimenting Gavin Newsom. He's obviously controlled opposition at this point. But it's like, you know, people want a hero. So I'm not going to stress about it. Like, America is what it is, you know? Like, there's a uniparty. The country is just being completely sucked dry. And apparently Americans are too fake or dumb to figure it out. So they're just going to keep getting sucked dry. I don't know what to tell people. It's like, I got to, at a certain point, I got to fend for myself because I'm not trying to get sucked dry like everyone else. But if you want to do that with a hat on, then you could do that. I just, I'm not interested in it. And when you really tell the truth to yourself, you could see like the moves being made on a global scale. Like they're really coming for it all right now. Like, you know, Weak and dumb people get conquered throughout history, and that's America's fate right now. It's like, you know, if America can't figure it out and conservatives can't figure it out and liberals can't figure it out, America's just going to be sucked dry and it's going to be a shell of what it once was. And, you know, we'll all have to deal with the consequences of that. Maybe just move north where it's cold and nobody can rob you. You know, it seems like when you go up north, the colder it is, the less like the less criminals want to go. I don't know if that's really true, but you get what I'm saying? Like it, it does feel like there's going to be places available to be safe. It's just not going to be a, a high percentage of the country. Like the days of like everywhere being cool to live, like those days are over. Trump's not going to fix it. 
Trump supporters don't want to admit he's not going to fix it. I see the writing on the wall. I'm not mad at it. I'm not upset anymore. I'm not going to argue with people. I don't, you know, it's like, you'll figure it out eventually. Someone said upstate New York, still not safe. I mean, I was thinking like the top of North Dakota, you know, I'm hiding in the woods of Idaho. So now I'm just kidding. I don't know. Someone said there's a true correlation between temperature and crime. Well, there's definitely places that there's not as much crime because it's just rural. Like even in, say you go to like Denver, there's crime in Denver. You go to like one of those rich like ski towns where it's hard to get to, there's like no crime. You know, there's, there's correlations, obviously multiple correlations to it, but someone said sucks being ahead of the curve sometime. Yeah, but you know, we got to make the most of it, I think, and just do, do the best work we can do. And, and, you know, make like use that energy instead of feeling bad or, or feeling sad or ar arguing with people. If you've noticed, I'm not arguing with anybody on Twitter anymore. I'm putting all my energy into either enjoying my life, working out or doing something productive or being around people that I want to be around. That's what we got to do. You know, like not a, don't argue with people too much and don't like, uh, don't get caught in their loop. Just, just sidestep it. And it's still, life is good. Like I, I appreciate everything. I'm not, uh, I'm not pessimistic. I just don't, I just, I don't know. I'm very analytical. And I, I think that I don't want to blame the older generation because the younger generation sucks. <laughs> uh, you know, God bless the younger people, but it's like people are just too naive or something. I I, I can't really tell what it is because I'm not the most like uh, hardened person or any. It's not like I'm I was in like World War One and a veteran or anything. Like, I'm not the most hardened veteran out here, but it just feels like most people from like 40 to 60 and the young kids obviously too, but. It just feels like no one cares about anything. They're all just like, they all just want to watch like TV or something. It's like, I just want to watch Trump. Okay. But it, like, I don't get it. I don't know what's going on here. I think America was awesome and people just don't want to face the truth of what's going on. So they just cling to like a hero story instead of like really analyzing it. Like it's easier to just watch like a podcaster tell you like Trump, 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 than it is to like analyze the real things going on. So that's what everyone's doing. And I, I, that's my analysis is like, if everyone does that, we're screwed. Like that's not only is that not the solution, but like that's controlling the opposition, all the QAnon, like it's, it's not even just QAnon. It's like trusting Trump is you're just as bad as a liberal at this point. I'm not saying not to vote for him, vote for him, like him, but trusting him and watching him like a fan, you're, you're almost worse than a liberal because you're controlling the opposition and just wasting our time. And we don't have time. Time is not on our side. The more screwed up this country gets, the harder it's going to be to fix. So, but that's everyone in this country. Everyone's just going through the motions. Nobody cares about anything. They don't even notice what's in the food. They just hate Trump or they love Trump. Honestly, people that are obsessed with Trump to me are just as annoying as liberals now because it's like they're ruining the country also. And it's it's like, what don't you not what what do you not see about this? I think it's like they're just naive. And, you know, when you talk to people over like 50 and 60, they always are like, I feel bad for your generation. You know, I lived a good life like it's going to get bad. And it's like, yes, I, I totally agree. It's going to get really bad uh, at a certain point. I'm not like crying about it, but it's like. It's almost like people are just tapped out because they're like, I lived a good life, you know, and you, I, I want it. But it's like, I don't know. It's going to it's going to get it's going to get weird for sure. I'm ready for it. 
Someone said no one wants to rock the boat. That's that's definitely part of it, you know. Someone said the scariest thing to do is risk friendships, jobs, relationships. It, that's definitely part of it, I think. Um, I just think this was a good country and people, it's like a coping mechanism, you know, where like if you, if things are really scary, like sometimes it's just best to lie to yourself about it because then it makes you feel better. I, I think it's like a coping mechanism. Like it, it it's scary to, for like a man to realize that the opposition's controlled so like Republican cowards, they just like they they want to like not see that and then just be like, that's too scary. Because then, you know, I've, I've talked to like grown men. They're like, if if he's not on our side, then we're really screwed. And it's like, you know, that's like their thing is like just like it's like a trauma thing. Like it's so traumatic. You just like pretend like it never happened or it's not happening. I don't understand it, but I, I think that might be where it's coming from like blocking out trauma and, and scariness that would be like not paying taxes or something because you're like ah it's scary and you're like then the irs comes they're like you owe a lot of money you're like i'm just nervous i just ignore it it's like you can't do that someone said we're too split in this country to agree on anything that's why people have given up yeah i mean i don't i i think there's i think that could be part of it for sure I noticed this years ago before it became obvious, but like with Trump, when he was crushing, you could tell there's a lot of people on the Trump train. Some of these people are intelligent people. Some of these people are really good people, a lot of good people. And there's a lot of really bad people just hitching their wagon to Trump. And it's like, you know, I think when the dust clears, like people will realize that some of these people, they were never that great. Their only claim to fame was liking Trump or like, like people like Sebastian Gorka, you know, I'm not saying he's a bad guy, but it's like no one knew who he was before Trump hired him. And now he gets podcasts like, dude, that guy's like he's like a Mike Pence clone, but he just likes Trump a lot and sells Trump merch. And it's like the the people, they want to believe that like their side is crushing the left. And I think there's a lot of like childish behavior where it's like people get joy in making fun of left wing people because it makes them feel better about themselves like bully tactics you know where they're like let's laugh at this 18 year old liberal girl ha 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 like a lot of women do that a lot of guys and it's not coming from a place of strength it's coming from a place of like i actually like don't feel comfortable and the only way i feel good about myself is if i bully you to convince myself that i'm actually cooler than i really am like and liberals do the same thing to conservatives like it's very childish i don't know maybe i'm extraordinarily wise or something but I've, i just feel like everyone acts like children and it's really embarrassing and it's really childish and i'm sure if you do business anybody here or like work with coworkers, you see the same thing everywhere it's not just politics like people just can't act right you play basketball people cheat you, you work with someone they're gossiping they're doing this you're doing that i'm trying to do a business deal this person's doing that everyone just acts like children you know it's like little kids like can we just do this job good or no we got Susie's gossiping johnny did this and they're snitching to ar uh, hr over something it's like a bunch of a bunch of kids little kids out here i don't know everyone's just like it's hard to get anything done when everyone acts like children so it's i don't think it's just politics someone said there's a lot to like about trump you can't hate on us we're not wrong I don't hate you. It's just like you're as annoying to me as a liberal because it's like you just you like it's like a fandom. It's like a cosplay fandom where like you're going to ruin the country. 
you know, because you're just like, there's a lot to like, we really care. It's like, whatever you need to tell yourself, I don't care. Like you could be a fan, you know, but like in four or five years or three years at a certain point, you got to like snap out of it. Like your, your fandom is not saving the country. Your fandom vote for him. Sure. Vote for him. He's the better candidate. Vote for him. But like, stop with this like cult idol worship fandom. It's destroying the country just as much as, as liberalism is like, you got to just be realistic about it. To be honest, everyone shouldn't even pay attention to politics. In my opinion, I'm not saying like you, you should, but like, you know, it's not for everyone. Like some people, they 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 see it through the lens of something else because they're not really like, it's not something that they should like spend 50 hours a week stressing about. Someone said Trump fans are setting themselves up for disappointment. Yeah, it's gonna. There's gonna be a moment where that's my. I'm not angry at you personally or whatever, but patience is a virtue for a reason. If I say something and no one gets it, but then three years later they get it, maybe I just needed to chill out, you know? Like everyone doesn't get everything all the time and you can't get mad at people and you can't hate them. You just gotta like get over it, you know? At this point, I'm just disappointed because America's a really cool country, but I could point out 20 ways that the Republican Party and Trump are controlled opposition. Not for my feelings, not for my opinions, from just facts. Who he's taking money from, what he passes, the speech laws. They're infringing on the First Amendment, the Second Amendment. It's obvious that the Republican Party is controlled opposition. The only thing that's stopping people from fully accepting that reality is their belief that Donald Trump is so different when he's not. So, you know, and then people will cry in the comments and be like, you can't hate on us. And it's like, I don't hate on it. I'm just saying, like, come talk to me when you figure it all out because like in order to have the opinions that people will have now they have to block stuff out of their mentality the easiest example i'm sorry for saying this so many times but it's the easiest example that is the most logical like everyone wants to say that donald trump didn't sell out yet he hired the entire swamp and did what the pharmaceutical industry wanted so why did he do that in uh, in people's really shitty fake opinions because they're blocking out stuff because they don't want to see it. They say, oh, he just made a mistake. He just got tricked. He just got fooled. That's your opinion based on no evidence or data whatsoever and raw emotion because you like the guy. When you, when you suck up all the data, he took money from the pharmaceutical industry. He took money from the banks. He took money from the donors. He took money from like 50 different companies. And when you take the money, you do, that's the transaction. All the politicians do it. You think they hire the military industrial complex after they take a million dollars from the military industrial complex? It's a transaction. Trump did the same thing factually, logically, literally. It's all there waiting for you to research it. It's all public. It's on opensecrets.org. You have to give this stuff when you run for a campaign because America has campaign finance laws. America is a great country. We have campaign finance laws for and transparency for you. Americans deserve to fail because they're not using the gift that is America. You can see that other countries, they won't even show you, but you don't care because you like Trump so much. So every, I would say 99% of Rep Republican influencers, they lie about this. They won't tell you that he sold out. They'll say, I don't want to believe he sold out because you profit off his name. I don't want to believe he sold out because you make money being friends with him. I don't want to believe he sold out because you're at Mar-a-Lago every other month with your wife or your husband. You know what I'm saying? Slurping down uh, wines and, and, and steaks. Like people are, are purposely being ignorant because it's profitable. They're sellouts too. 
you know, and people that watch them don't want to believe it because they want to believe that it's not happening, but it's factually, literally, logically, realistically, provably happening and no one will report on it. So what do you do? You know, like everyone's just fake and dumb. I don't, I don't know what to like. It's obvious, but no one wants to report on it. And that's why when it comes to debating people, I'm not, I don't care. I don't need anything, but it's like, these top podcasters, they know I would make them look stupid. Not because I'm mean or rude. I tell the truth. They know they're lying and doing a half-assed job. I know they're lying and they know that I know that they're lying. That's why they never say shit because I would make them look stupid in front of their audience. So they all just ignore me and just do circle jerks around Charlie Kirk types and just make a fortune and put together little fake debates and tell you Brett Weinstein's a COVID hero. And it's like, I'm not mad at anybody. It's just like, I don't, I've come to the conclusion this year that that's not me, right? For a while, I, I took it more personally, but it's like, I get it now. Republi the Republican ecosphere of just lying to you constantly and sucking up your money and, and, and sending you face deep into controlled opposition, I'm not in the same industry as them. You know, we have a lot of similarities. We could be in the same industry, but it's like, I don't do what they do. They don't do what I do. They're not interested in the truth. They're interested in just sucking conservatives dry and lying to you and making money off the economy. I'm not interested in that. So this year, that's my whole energy is like, I get it. That's just not my path. So I'm not a politician. I'm not, uh, you know, and that's, I'm just reporting. That's what they're doing. Can I explain why I distrust Brett Weinstein? I think Brett Weinstein is a nice guy. I don't hate Brett Weinstein. He seems like a nice guy, right? I, I mean that. I think he's nice. He's a liberal professor who was wearing masks and gloves and COVID goggles. It's just like, he's just like a half-baked intellectual. Is he right about some stuff? Absolutely. Is he more honest than most people in this country? Absolutely. Do I need to listen to a Brett Weinstein podcast? No, I was telling people the truth about the COVID stuff while he was wearing goggles and gloves and, and a mask. Like, you know, he's just like, for whatever reason, like everyone wants to talk to him, but I, I just don't find him that uh, intelligent. Like, it's like with Jordan Peterson too. Jordan Peterson is really good at talking to feminists. Jordan Peterson is like the Ben Shapiro of feminism. Like, you know, like Ben's really good at like yelling at like 19 year olds about like conservatism. Jordan Peterson's really good at talking to mainstream media journalists about men and women and like opportunity. He's the best. He's a million times better than me at that. He's very easy to listen to. Jordan Peterson's well-spoken. He's eloquent. A lot of women really like Jordan Peterson. He's as famous as he is for a reason. And I don't want to disrespect Jordan Peterson because I think he is incredible at what he's good at. When it comes to politics, Jordan Peterson sucks. He's wrong about foreign policy. He's wrong about domestic policy. He cried about getting the COVID vaccine. He cries all the time. He said he got tricked by Canada. Like he's like a broken man. You know, he's like a broken shell of a man. So it's like, as a man, I'm not looking up to a guy crying because he took COVID vaccines and said he got tricked. Like you're, you're too, you're dumb. You're dumber than me. Like, I don't know what to, you know, like you lack common sense. You lack spirit. You lack soul. You lack honor. I'm not sure what it is, but it's like, you're like an empty vessel who's just good at debating feminists. Like I'm not, I know that's harsh, but that's just how I truly feel. I'm just honest about it. I don't listen to Jordan Peterson on politics because his politics suck. I don't listen to Brett Weinstein on COVID because he wore goggles and gloves. Like, you know, it's not like I, I, I hate him for being wrong. I'm glad he's telling a lot of truth now, but he's just the, like, he's the safe guy to have on. That's like a former liberal professor, pseudo intellectual, 
you know, to me, I respect like a mechanic more than I respect a professor who's wrong about most stuff. Like a mechanic gets the job done. Like most, most working class people are like, I never believed that shit. I never listened to it. I, to me, that's smarter than like Brett Weinstein and, and Jordan Peterson. Like they're both academic intellectuals who are, whose heads are so far up their own ass that they can't see what's right in front of them. Like they're so great on certain topics, but they're so dumb at like basic common sense. I just don't like, I'm not interested in listening to people like that. It's just like, I like listening to Jordan Peterson debate feminists. I, I find him interesting, but you know, it's like, you're, you're so smart. Like Jordan Peterson's been a psychologist for 20 years and he used to not understand that pills were bad for people. And then he almost killed himself on pills. And now he finally realizes at, at a late age, cause he almost died and he disappeared for three years. How could you be a psychologist for young boys and girls for 20 years and you don't know what's going on with the pharmaceutical industry? I knew that when I was 17 years old. So, you know, it's like, if, if someone can't impress me, and be better than me at something like Jordan Peterson is provably better than me at, at, at debating feminism and outcome of opportunity. I'll admit it. I have no, I'm not, it's not an ego thing. It's just like, you get what I'm saying? Like a psychologist who doesn't know the pharmaceutical industry is corrupt is stupid. You know, like maybe he's good at other stuff, but it's like, it's not, there's nothing for me there. You know, I'm, it's like listening to a broken man, like cry about stuff. It's like, okay. Uh, someone said, just got here. There are two brands now at big stores that don't have pesticides solely in Bright Farms. Be on the lookout for their veggies. Incredible. Thank you so much, Yeti. Someone said he was hooked on benzos. Yeah, but the reason he got hooked on benzos is he didn't know pills were like bad and like uh, addictive, you know? And he used to tell, like I read part of his book, he wasn't like shoving pills, but like he said that they're, like pills were okay and sometimes it's good to take pills and like he sure he recommended it to some people it's like i don't know it is what it is it's just like it's like uh, i'm not like it's hard for me to listen to that stuff someone said facebook took you off my live notifications they did that to pretty much everybody is he talking about the dark horse podcast I'm not talking about his podcast. I'm just talking about him in general. He was wrong about COVID. He was wrong about lockdowns. Brett Weinstein literally has videos where he said he'd wear a mask, gloves, and goggles. Now he figured it out. Cool. That's awesome. So did everyone. Everyone knows now. Even liberals know now. So why? Like, I don't know. It's whatever. It's not bad. It's not like the worst, but this is my analysis of the whole pod like it's all there to just like give you enough to like m stimulate your brain but never enough to like fix the problems of the world if you're a liberal professor like and you know so much about science and this work out be good at a sport you know what i'm saying impress me physically or something like do like if you're like a little shriveled up professor and you're like i ain't lying now it's like bro you wore goggles a mask because you believe you believe the establishment like but now you get that it's wrong like you're still not a leader to me you're still dumber than me you're still faker than me you don't take care of yourself i could like what i don't know like i, I don't need to listen to i'd rather listen to like an mma fighter or an athlete or a mechanic or somebody that does something impressive like i'm just not impressed by like liberal professors like they always look terrible they always uh, not all of them but most of them uh, they always look like they've never been in the sun they look like a shriveled up sardine just sitting there and they're like you know i've read this book cool bro i've read books too like you know i remember like they they always like 
they're so like smug and like uh I don't know. I don't need to hear someone talk about science. Show me the science of you crushing, you know, like you crush scientifically and then I'll listen to you. Like, I, you know, David Goggins is a psychopath, but like people listen to him because he's crazy, like in an interesting way, you know, like he's like, oh, no, I never stop. I never quit. He used his psych psychoticness to be psychotically tough and psychotically strong and psychotically like endurance. That's more interesting to me than Brett Weinstein. Like, I don't need to listen to a shriveled up grape talk, talk about like how he learned his lesson from COVID and how, you know, how the liberals and it's like, cool. Yeah, we get it. Like, but I like Brett Weinstein. He's a nice guy. I just, I couldn't listen to him for more than 20 minutes without wanting to turn it off. Does Joe Rogan support the genocide in Gaza? Someone said. I have no idea. Yeah, I've, I don't know what his opinion on Gaza and Israel and Palestine is. Um, you could listen to him and f figure it out. Someone said, "I think Brett and Jordan do it when they're safe." They both are. They both were former professors. Profe when you're a professor, you you're ten you tend to be very smart. But there's a reason most professors are liberal. They uh. It's like you, you're so filled with your own ego sometimes when you're a professor because you, you're you're the teacher. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm not a history major, so I have no problem questioning certain parts of history and questioning all Like I just don't care, you know, because I don't have a huge ego about history. Have I read historical books? Absolutely. Do I like George Washington? Sure. But if someone were to question George Washington, I my ego doesn't stop me from being curious about it. A liberal professor or most professors, not all, they, they're not critical thinkers. They're they're full of themselves because they've read books and they believe everything they've read. So they think they know it all. So that's Brett Weinstein and Jordan Peterson to me. They're not bad. Like I like them both and they do have humility to them. So they're not like the worst by any means. But that's like, you know, they're just like sniffing their own ass all the time. Um, like questioning a, a, a teacher. They're like, I read the book. I know what's in the book. It's like, what if the book lied to you though? Like they never think of that because that would that would shatter their whole reality of being the authority over you. You know what I'm saying? I think Br people like Bryce Mitchell are smarter than all of them. Like Bryce Mitchell questions everything. He's a UFC fighter, but it's like, he doesn't have an ego. He's just like a farmer from Arkansas. Uh, but he he's critic like he thinks critically about certain topics where like a Jordan Peterson or Brett Weinstein would never think about that because they, you know, they're by the books. It's like, who cares in my view? Why do I never see Anomaly on InfoWars? They've invited me. Uh, when I went to Austin, I was going to go in studio and talk to Owen Schroer and Harrison Smith, but I, I injured my foot. This is no joke. I felt I wanted to like let them know that I wasn't just making an excuse because it sounded fake, but I hurt my foot so bad I was limping for like four days and I, I did Roseanne's podcast. I was going to go to InfoWars and then go to Joe Rogan's comedy store, but my foot was hurting so bad. I was like, I just want to go to my hotel room and sit because uh, I went out that night to Rogan's comedy store and I was limp. I had to like limp for like a week. I had to go see a foot doctor and it ended up not being a huge deal, but uh, I, I canceled the in-person visit because like I just... I overbooked and I was like, dude, I, I don't want to be like running, limping into Ubers and stuff. Like I got to just chill and fix my foot. So I've been on Owen Schroyer's show. I've been on Harrison Smith's show. They've invited me on. They've been friendly. It's 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 basically my decision at this point. Like I'll, I'll go on again when the time's right. But I want to play Owen Schroyer in basketball. There's a lot of people talking trash about basketball and I enjoy it thoroughly. Owen Schroyer thinks he could beat me. 
Hotep Jesus thinks he could beat me. Jorge Ventura, the border reporter and a friend of mine, thinks they could beat me. I'm saying I challenge all of them. I'll beat them all back to back to back to back one on one. So maybe there'll be an InfoWars uh, basketball tournament, you know, because that would be fun. Alex Jones could be the announcer or just be standing there or he could not be there and we just play anyway. So um, I'm kind of pumped about that. Would you guys watch that if me, Owen Schroyer, Hotep and uh, Jorge played one on one? Would that be fun? I don't know. It's going to take people a while. Someone said, dude, Anomaly, your brain is so open-minded that it's about to fall out of your effing head. All right, Lord of the Pies. Name one opinion that I have that's just like too open-minded because I've heard that saying, but it's not true to me. I'm not mad at you. I'm just, I want to challenge. This is like a debate, you know? So I'm too open-minded in your opinion. Name one of my open-minded opinions that's just two out there. Name one. Just one. Not two, not five, just literally any one. So let me, Lord of the Pies, that's your name. Get it? Like Lord of the Flies? <laughs> Lord of the Pies. <laughs> I'm going to wait for my guy. Let me see. Oh, he, he said... Owen Benjamin and his gang of gay bears. What does that have to do? What, what, what is that's your comment? What is that? What does he have to do with me? I don't understand. Because he says funny stuff and I laugh. Is that my fault now? I'm responsible for everything him and his audience has ever done. It doesn't. With people like Owen, Owen is very unique. You know, he's like everything he does is unique. You might not like it. You might find it offensive. You might find it crazy, but it's it's definitely like a, it's not basic. Like it's not like 50 people are doing it. Like no one's doing it. So I'm not responsible for like everything he's ever done or like, I don't know what you even mean by that. All right, you're... I'm not, yeah, but you're like, I'm not responsible. Like, I don't, that doesn't even make sense. Cause it's like, I don't know. If you like certain music or certain comedians, like that's on you to me. Um, you, you're acting like I agree and do everything or like I'm part of it. It's like, I don't, I don't get it. What? Someone said, play basketball. I'm working on it. You think he's running a cult? I think you seem like you care too much about it. I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't care about like, I'm, he has a family. He has a podcast or a show. He tweets like, I'm a man. I have my own life, my own goals, my own, everything I do is independent. It has nothing to do with him or what he does. So I don't, like, why do you care so much? Like, if you don't like Owen and his audience, like, why Why do you care? Like, I don't like Rachel Maddow and her audience, but I don't, like, talk about it all the time. And I don't blame other people for it. Like, I don't, I don't get your angle. I think you need to focus on people you like and just ignore people you don't like, you know? There's nothing wrong with that.
Someone said Jordan went to Russia for rehab. Yeah, I heard that. I mean, it's interesting. I don't care. Did I speak on the Fannie Willis case? Yeah, but very briefly. I don't with Fannie Willis, I don't uh I just the drama is just like ever going. It to me it just feels like a little trap with cheese for like Republicans. It's like, "Here, go talk about that." So, if you want like an in-depth Fannie Willis discussion, there's other podcasts and I'm not being condescending. I'm trying to be like like literally there's other It's not that no one should cover it. I think someone should cover it. Someone said, Owen, thanks you for the shout out. Are you talking to me or that guy? He's getting, I mean, he's back on Twitter now. And like, it's, I love that Elon brought everybody back. Cause it's like, I don't know, just having more people rather than just like the approved voices is Elon's doing well with Twitter. He monetized it. He, you know, he's cut back on some of the censorship, but, uh, yeah, with Fannie Willis, I just don't really care. I think the judges are scamming Trump and it's not fair and it's crazy and it's definitely moving the Overton window to like what they're allowed to do. Um, I just don't want to spend that much time talking about it because I feel like that's the trap. Like talk about Fannie Willis for two years and then it's over and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, he got out of it. Someone said Owen showed himself when he went nuts on Jim Bob someone read i mean here's the thing i don't i don't get involved with other people's drama they were friends and then they got mad at each other it's not like I, it's not for me i don't you know jim bob was always cool to me Owen was cool to me i don't i didn't really follow it that closely but i don't know I don't like drama. So when other people get in like fights, it's it's like, I want nothing to do with it. You know, like I don't, I got other things, better, better ways to spend my time than like getting involved in other people's like personal drama. I can't possibly think of anything that I want to do less than that. Someone said, we got stomped up here this last weekend at the beach, super stormy. How'd you go down there? Thanks for the chat. Thank you, Jay. Um, it's, it was raining like an hour ago, but it's, it, it was nice this weekend. It was super nice. Um, now it's going to rain for a few days, but it's cool. With other stuff too, I want to say this, and this is not like a cop out, but it's just the truth. Like as a man, I'm responsible for what I say. I'm responsible for what I do. I'm responsible for the music I make, for the things I say, for my opinions, for my videos, like for my social media. That's mine. As far as what I like or I enjoy, I'm me, so I'm not anyone else. Like if I like something that Trump says, I'm not responsible for everything he ever does. If I like jokes or I like, like I think Jim Bob is a good uh, artist when he makes drawings. Like doesn't mean I agree with everything he's ever said. I don't, I don't even know everything he's ever said. And that's not me like distancing myself. It's like, I'm allowed to point things out that I believe. If I think Owen's funny, I could say he's funny. If I think Jim Bob's a good artist, I could say he's a good artist. It doesn't mean I want to be involved in their beef. It doesn't mean that I agree with everything they've ever done. Like, nor do they agree with everything I've ever done. It's just like, and that's not me. It's not a cop out or a distance thing. It's just like the truth. So it's like, you can like what I say. You cannot like what I say. You could think I'm funny. You could think I'm annoying. When people don't like my stuff, I always tell them like, you don't have to watch it. I appreciate when people do, but don't torment yourself if you hate it like don't be here there's the world is open there's there's too much content it's not like i'm the only channel and you're on cbs and you got seven channels there's a million channels so it's like i just don't like when people everyone does this left wing right wing media they try to do like guilty by association or oh you must think all of this is awesome because you did this and it's like 
No, I'm not like, that's not how this works. Like if you're married to somebody and your husband and wife, then like you're a family now and you're kind of responsible for each other, sort of mostly if, if you're two men who have talked and joked and think things are funny or have similar opinions on some things, it's not like, I'm, I, you know, like, I just, I just think it's so corny when people are like, Oh, you did this. It's like, I did what, bro? I'm responsible for everything I've said, but I'm not, and I'm also not going to like distance myself. I mean, they did this when yay was going off. It's like, I feel like I'm still kind of blacklisted for just not having the, the culturally acceptable opinion about every single move where like, they want me to come and say, I condemn everything they're doing. I don't even condemn what Rachel Maddow says. I just think she's dumb. Like I'm not, the leader of society where I just tell people not to say things. I say what I think, you know what I'm saying? I make my own show. If I disagree, I say I disagree, but I don't sit on my high horse and say, Oh, this person's bad. Like if I think their audience is bad or their movement, then it's like, okay, then I just say that. Or I think that like, it's like, I don't know. I'm not responsible for everything. Like everyone does all the time. Like that's just like annoying and cringe. Someone said, we don't have to hate on anyone. You're allowed to think what you think and do what you do. But I like, this is the new thing that they're doing. Maybe they've always done this, but it's like, they're trying to basically like, not blackmail, but like blacklist and like low key blackmail everyone into like agreeing with the socially accepted. Like if we don't like this person, we all don't like them. Like it's like, okay, for example, I'm going to, I'm going to pick like Louis Farrakhan. Most conservatives and Republicans, I would say Republicans, not conservatives, but Republicans, they hate Louis Farrakhan. They call him anti-Semitic. They say he's horrible and nobody can like anything he does. Okay. Well, you know, let's take his opinion on the vaccine and Ben Shapiro's opinion on the vaccine. Ben Shapiro, I have the clips. I'll maybe I'll play them later this week. Ben Shapiro told black people that they need to go get the vaccine. Louis Farrakhan told people not to trust it and and, and to think twice about it, right? do I have to agree with Ben Shapiro because everyone told me I have to because Lewis is bad and he's good? I don't play by everyone else's rules. If Ben's right about something, I'll say he's right. If he's not, he's not. Why isn't he condemned just as much as the other guy? Some of the mistakes Ben made have been just as tragic. You know what I'm saying? But he he makes mistakes in a socially acceptable way. So I'm only supposed to blacklist everyone else where it's like, no, I'm a free thinking individual. I'm a grown man. I don't let other men or women tell me what to think or what to do. I'll do what I want to do and I'll try to be a righteous person. And if you're right about your criticism of me, I'll consider it. But, you know, everyone tries to guilt you into like abandoning people. And I never did that with Owen Benjamin. You know, I never, you know, they, they blacklisted him or whatever they did. And I always made my own opinions. There were times where Owen said stuff to me and got like, I wouldn't say mad, but it's like, I'll figure it out myself. If I want to disagree with something, I'll disagree with it. If I want to think it's funny, I'll think it's funny. If I want to, you know, say they deserve a Twitter account at minimum, just like you have a Twitter account. I don't give a shit what other people say or think like everyone, you know, that's part of the problem in this country is everyone's a follower and everyone just like does what they're told to do. It's like, Oh, we all hate this person now. It, sure. But like, I don't, I, I could listen to people myself and come up with my own conclusions. Um, I'm not going to be bullied by anyone into anything. And it, it goes both ways too. Like there's people that are critics of Zionism that will cry when I hang out with Roseanne. They'll be like, well, she does this. And it's like, cool. Like, it, you know, I'm, I've been friends with her for years. And it's like our our friendship is, is a little, uh, 
more sophisticated than like, oh, we disagree on one foreign policy thing. Let's not be friends. Like it's not, it's not like that at all. She's cool. She's authentic. She's genuine with me. She's always been honest and real. I've always been good to her. And you know, I think she remembers that. And I remember that. So it's like, just like I'm not going to be bullied by the media or daily wire. I'm not going to be bullied by activists that are, you know, pro Palestine or whatever. It's like, I'll, you know, I'll say what I want. I'll think what I want. I'll, and I'm not going to be like shamed into like, not talking to somebody if I want to talk to them or not hang out with someone that I want to hang out with. And that's uh, it's the world we live in. And the truth is the right wing is just as bad as that now as the left. I mean, maybe not as bad, but they're getting close. You know, when Andrew Tate came out, it's the same thing. When it comes to his scandal, I'm not even going to talk about that. I'm just going to talk about his content. He's interesting. Andrew Tate is interesting. He's funny. He's honestly way more uh, interesting than 99% of conservatives. And then when he blew up, a lot of Republicans, I'm not going to say they were jealous. Maybe they like looked into his court case and they like hated him personally, but they started playing this game where they were like, oh, Candace Owens should have never interviewed him. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You could say Candace Owens gave him a softball interview if you want, or he didn't, she didn't ask the questions you wanted. But what you should never say is Candace Owens shouldn't have interviewed Andrew Tate. Oh, that's what we're doing now. We're blacklisting people that like no one's allowed to talk to them. F that. That's crazy. That's what people on the Republican side were doing. I'm like, dude, Andrew Tate has way better COVID takes than any of you. Andrew Tate is funny. He's definitely edgy, but like I would, if you ask me, yo, do you got to listen to Michael Knowles, Ben Shapiro, Andrew Tate, Charlie Kirk, or anyone at Fox, I would listen to Andrew Tate every time. He's way funnier, way more interesting, way more raw. Like I like his content more than I like other people's stuff. It doesn't mean I agree with everything he does. Here's the other thing, not to distance myself, but people are like, oh, well, what about this? Or he said this, he's him. I'm not, I'm not him. I'm not a kickboxer. I'm not, I don't believe everything he believes. There's some things I vehemently disagree with that he says, but I don't like, I'll just say that. It's not like, oh, I can't listen to him because we're not the same person. No one's like me and no one's like him and no one's like you. We're all individuals. Like it's okay. So when that all happened, then everyone tried to go on the, you should never talk to him bandwagon. You should never share his videos, not just liberals. It was a, it was conservatives doing that. And it's like, you could hate on them. You could dislike them. You can call them out. But like saying that no one should talk to him is crazy. And, but that's Republicans. Like, don't talk to Farrakhan. Don't talk to this. Don't talk to this. Like, it's like, okay. Like, if you could land a Louis Farrakhan interview, he's he's in his 80s and he's still very well spoken. Like, that's an epic interview to land. But if I ever landed that interview, the Republican media would try to ruin my life. Just like they tried. It's never going to work. But just like they tried when uh, I interviewed Vivek, it was right wing media who started the smears on me, not left wing media, not CNN, not Fox News. They all. A lot of them picked it up, but it was a right-wing media organization that started the smear on me because their entire existence, apparently, is to you know gatekeep a foreign country, and, and that's all they care about, and they just pretend to be like American conservative when all their articles were smearing anybody who questioned their foreign policy. It's like, you know, the Republicans suck just as much as the left. They only like you if you're dumb enough to not figure out what they're doing, and I'm not trying to be mean. It's just the truth. The, once you're smart enough to see through their bullshit, they'll be, they'll go crazy on you just like the left will. They'll black. I don't say this to like repeat myself, but it's like, I know for a fact they blacklisted me in 2019 because I figured out the Republican party was passing speech laws. So what does it mean to be Republican if you get blacklisted for being against speech laws 
and you get opportunities and speaking gigs for for being for speech laws like that's like the little hidden agreement it's like don't talk about the speech laws and then that's how you get booked you know and then if you question them they call you and say you might not be able to get invited uh we we saw your tweets i'm not kidding this happened to me it's whatever but i just want republicans to figure this stuff out because if you're like a controlled opposition losing cult then you don't care but if you really want like freedom of speech and like uh, america first or whatever then you got to figure this stuff out and if you don't figure this stuff out you're just like a liberal who can't figure out how crime works or you know it's the same thing it's the same naivety and stupidity so i'm just praying that people figure it out sooner than later because the longer people wait to figure this stuff out the harder it's going to be to fix and i i feel like People are going all in with Trump and they're just like throwing a fit. They're like, I'm pissed. I'm all in for him. It's like, okay. And then you're going to get mad. I'm mad. I want to fight. Fight who? What are you talking? Like, you know, it, being honest with yourself, it's it's a peaceful feeling because then you're not so angry all the time. Like you're angry because the puzzle pieces are not fitting together. You know, you, you're losing. You're lo you know you're losing and they're they're cheating and like, you know, it's happening, but you don't know why it's happening, which is why you're so upset. It's like once you figure out why it's happening, you'll realize that like your side's not on your side. So any fight that you're going to go to is probably going to be like a Fed trap or some like, you know, just bonanza where they're just going to suck you dry and sell you like, you know, merchandise as, as long as they can. Someone said Andrew Tate is a genius. He's definitely genius level. He's really good at chess. His father was. He's smart. He's way he's listen. I'm not saying he's your best friend or whatever, but Andrew Tate is way smarter than most conservative influencers. I would say Candace Owens is really intelligent. Um, I'm trying to think of other people that are intelligent. I mean, Owen Benjamin is intelligent. People will cry about that, but he's definitely unique. Um, Andrew Tate is intelligent. A lot of, I think Tucker Carlson is pretty intelligent. I, I mean, there's gotta be others. To me, Ben Shapiro, he's not dumb, but like, a lot of these other people in conservative media, I don't want to name names, but I kind of do want to name names. There's a lot of people that like their IQ has to be like below 80, you know, and like they're out like their 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 dumbness is like their what gets them there, you know, because they're just like blowhard Trump supporters and they're just really dumb. I'm not going to say who because I don't feel like fighting with this person, but because uh, they seem nice. But they're like, I got the vaccine because I thought that COVID was from China and, and the vaccine was from America. Like, I'm sorry, that's that's very low IQ thinking like uh, America versus China vaccine versus virus. Like, I mean, come on, even RFK is smarter than that. RFK was talking about this for 20 years. Like, you know, so Tate is not dumb. As soon as he got really popular among men, but he's also not like a, you know, he's not your Christian conservative. He's definitely more of like the D-Gen, like, you know, D-Gen, Manosphere vibes than he is like Christian conservative. But, you know, it is what it is. Like, I'm not, I don't have to agree with everything to be fair about it. Someone said, are they dumb or controlled opposition? Some of these people are dumb. Like, some of them are not smart, you know? some everybody's not controlled from like a handshake you have to understand like controlled opposition not all of it is like hey they sit you down here's a hundred million dollars from a donor and here's 50 million dollars from these corporations since we gave you 150 million dollars 
how about you hire the entire swamp for your cabinet and you hire pharmaceutical lobbyists for the FDA? Because all that money we gave you, we're going to make back because we're going to do a multi tens of billions of dollars vaccines thing. And, and then we're going to make all that money back. So it's like some of it's like that. Other of it, like, dude, so many people in the Republican movement, they're so stupid or fake. All they need is to get invited places because they just want uh, validation, you know? So it's like you invite them to Mar-a-Lago one time and they're like, you know, they'll do anything. It's like, it's like lobbying, except Trump is smart. He doesn't pay people. He just invites them places, you know? He, he's a social networker. Like, you know, there's a book, uh, I'm trying to think, How to Gain Friends and Win Influence. It's like a popular book. I forget who, who writes it. Someone in the comments will know. It's one of the most popular books ever, How to Gain Friends and Win Influence. Um, you know, it's all about like, how, how do you become popular? A lot of it is just by being like a good person, you know, being like authentic, being, being someone that like says people's names. Trump is a master of social influence. So, you know, he's like, he doesn't need to pay people off. It's just like, here, come to Mar-a-Lago, hang out. I'll pat you on the back, take a selfie, sell my book for 70 bucks. And then they'll never question him because they know that if they ever question him, their life just gets harder. Dale Carnegie, exactly. Thank you. Um, their life gets harder. They all their merch is Trump merch. All the money they've made is from the Trump ecosphere. Like questioning Trump is is essentially being unemployed or questioning Trump. It's like they just it's over. You know, they're like he. I don't want to believe that he would do that because he shook my hands. And it's like okay, like there's people that'll say like I don't think Trump sold out. It's like but he did though. And it's like but I don't think he did. It's like but you don't think he did because you don't want to look at that. Like it's all there. He took hundreds of millions of dollars after saying he wouldn't take hundreds of millions of dollars. There's an exchange. You don't get free money in politics. There's always an exchange. And that's why his cabinet sucked. Literally. It's so important for people to realize this because it's just reality. Like, you know, Travis Kelsey didn't sell Pfizer jabs because he was bored. They paid him. <laughs> you know, like, you know, Steph Curry or whoever it is, I don't even know if he does, but they don't sell Subway sandwiches because they, they think Subway sandwiches are good. Most of these athletes are so high level and have like science behind their nutrition. They're not eating that food. Are you kidding me? You think you think all these athletes are out there eating Subway sandwiches? They're getting paid. You think Aaron Rodgers likes State Farm? He doesn't give a shit. You know, it's like there's a transaction. Um, it's obvious. Lobbying needs to stop. But people need to get smarter in this country. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's it's not that hard to find out. Other countries, they do black mark, like dark money deals, and you never know because they don't have to tell you. In America, they have to tell you. It's not common. This is a great country. Why does no one care? Be, but uh, that's what I'm saying. Republicans have been lobbied. They're socially lobbied. Saying any of these things, your life just gets a lot harder. And people don't want a hard life. So I consider like the Kimber Kimberly Guilfoyle, Carrie Lake, like Mike Lindell, Charlie, like that crowd. Republicans love these people. They love Carrie Lake. They love Mike Lindell. This is the clowniest grift I've ever seen in my life. Like it's, it's legitimately embarrassing. I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm not saying I hate them. It's just like hilarious that this is like right wing fandom, you know? They're like listening to these people yell the election stolen like every day. Uh, like, you know, it's just like the lowest tier political fandom worship possible. And these people are just, you know, getting rewarded for doing it and people just keep rewarding them. So 
it's up to people like to have standards. It's the same with the food and the chemicals. Like if everyone cared about themselves and was like, listen, I don't want to eat chemicals and like weed killer, then it would end tomorrow. But you know, I, I, when I grocery shop, I'm not perfect, but like I read all the ingredients. I, I've done that for years. Like, you know, I'm, I look at my hot sauce. I don't want chemicals or weird stuff in my hot sauce. There's nine out of 10 brands have weird ingredients. One brand doesn't. I buy that brand. You know, like try your best to buy things that don't have chemicals and artificial flavors. It's, it's easier now than it used to be because more people know when you go and get chips, look at your chips. You know, what oil are they cooked in? There's 99% of the chips. Like if you go to the mainstream brand chips, they got artificial flavoring in it that's banned in other countries. Why? How bad do they want that chip to be red? Who cares if it's red or not? Why are they putting dyes and flavors in there? These people are disgusting demons, but people keep buying it. You know, so if nine out of 10 of the, uh, of the chip brands have artificial ingredients or weird oils in it, then buy the one that doesn't. And then that that supermarket gets all the numbers and it's like if people buy that one that one gets there more it's all supply and demand um people need to care and monsanto like that's a big topic they merged with bayer under trump not trying to be a hater but this is one of those things where people are like trump was the best president ever for the first three quarters he was good and then he had the worst fourth quarter ever you lose the game if you're bad in the fourth quarter trump lost horrifically sold out blew it he sucks and also all these things happened when he was president. Bayer merged with Monsanto. You know what his Justice Department did? Nothing. You know what he said? Nothing. He doesn't care about you. And if you don't realize this, you don't care about yourself. You know, he's just like a clown while the Titanic's sinking to put on a show. And you're just sucking down these artificial flavors. Everybody's dying. It's like, I wonder where all the diseases are coming from. It's because you're just as complicit as Biden supporters. Someone said Trump won twice. It doesn't matter. There's still shit in your food, Michael. What part don't you get about this? Like Bayer merged with Monsanto under Trump and no one said a damn thing. They don't care. Michael's like that Trump is not a clown, bro. It's, it's just sad, dude. Like, like it's, it's like a sad state of a man to just like cry over Trump. I'm trying to say there's chemicals and food dyes in your food and neither party cares. And you're just gatekeeping your own demise. Like, uh, like, like a kid. Can you stop disrespecting him? I respect myself and my country. I don't want kids to die and I don't want people to eat chemicals and weed killers. If that's disrespecting him, go to some pathetic low IQ. There's a bunch of Republicans who have like sub 70 IQs. They can barely like talk. Go listen to their stupid show with stupid content, with stupid talking points. Go there. Like, you know, if this show offends you, no one's begging for you to stay. I promise you. It's like, I'm not disrespect. It's disrespectful to your people to give $18 billion to the corrupt pharmaceutical industry. Trump is disrespectful, He, but he doesn't respect you because no one, why would anyone respect you? No one respects people that don't respect themselves. Trump walks all over you like a doormat. He steps on you and smears dirt on your face and you say, thank you, daddy, for the chocolate. Like that's the American conservative Trump slobnobbers. They don't even respect themselves. So Trump just like wipes his shit on your face and you say, thank you, Willy Wonka. I always wanted a chocolate face mask. Like it's disgusting, you know? disrespectful is taking hundreds of millions of dollars from donors after you say that you're not disrespectful is hiring pharmaceutical lobbyists to screw over the young generation for the next 10 years disrespectful is giving 18 billion dollars to the corrupt industry of the pharmaceuticals disrespectful is buying it with socialist taxpayer money and disrespectful is running around looking you in the eye and saying my vaccine saved the world and i saved 100 million lives 
but you just keep eating his shit like a pathetic animal. So you want to talk about disrespectful. I respect myself. I respect my ancestors. I respect the youth. I respect my family. I respect my nation. I'm respectful. Okay. You're disrespectful. You're disrespectful to your ancestors. You're disrespectful to yourself. You're disrespectful to your family. You're disrespectful to your country. You're disrespectful to your nation. You're the disrespectful one. You don't even respect yourself. And you just let these like you're a fan. Cool. Go watch a fan channel. You know, it's like crying that I'm not talking about Pikachu. Go watch a Pokemon fan channel. You know, you want low IQ Carrie Lake content. Go watch Carrie Lake. I don't care. You know, there's a lot of low tier, low IQ, slob knobby, disrespectful clown content for the world. I don't do it here. Someone said Trump told Alex Jones to kick rocks on the vaccine being bad. And Alex Jones did kick rocks. So Trump knows Alex Jones won't say shit. So yeah, Trump said, you know, shut up. And Alex did. Now Alex is back on his dick again. So, you know, Trump, Trump is like an alpha man. You know, he doesn't, Trump is a boss. Like he, Boss men don't have to respect everyone. You know, like they don't respect if they're if their audience acts like a bunch of animals, they just treat you like animals and throw fodder in your face. You know, it's like Trump's a billionaire. Trump's rich. Trump's cool. Trump's always got women. Trump's successful. He was the president. He doesn't respect you. Like he looks at you guys like animals. Like you guys are like moo. And he just throws like fodder into the crowd. And it's like, ah, these dummies will be back. Um, you know, and then Alex Jones is like, oh, I'm done with Trump if he doesn't do this. And Trump's like, shut up, Alex. You know you'll be back on my coattails in five months. And Alex is like, you're damn right I will be. You know, it's like, it's whatever. If the American people don't care that they're eating chemicals and poisonous weed killers, like these people, like you deserve to fail. You know, like this is what grown men do now. They cry about Trump in comment sections instead of caring about their own family. I don't mind that my pregnant wife has weed killer in her body because I, I have a MAGA hat on. I'm a grown man. I mean, I sit here and listen to Maria Bartiromo chirp at me like a psychotic bird and I'm, I'm winning. I'm beating the left. It's like, yeah, no wonder this country is falling apart. It should fall apart. I mean, when a country is this weak and pathetic, like, there's only one direction it's going and it's not up. It's like, but I'm not liberal. Cool. It's cool. Um, let me see. This guy's like coping in the comments, just like tweeting all these things. It's like, it's so pathetic. Um, I should debate Alex. About what though? I mean, I would. I've watched Alex debates. I've watched three Alex Jones debates recently, and he got smoked by everybody. And every he sounded disingenuous in all of them, and he he sounded like he was like gatekeeping and just like you know he'd be like, "Oh, did you say this?" And they're like, "No." So Alex, I, I could debate Alex, but he gets smoked by everybody who debates him recently. Like watch all his recent debates with people. He looks like a clown. So it's whatever. Someone said you're super encouraging today. LOL. It's like, I'm like, stop eating weed killer and chemicals. And you're like, geez, I mean, I'm just trying to enjoy my show. Gulp, gulp, gulp. And then like, you're like, why is everyone getting diseases around me? I voted for Trump. I don't get it because he doesn't care. It's like, I, I have been fun and inspiring. It's just like, it's like a nation of clowns and sheep. It's so embarrassing. I love my nation, but it's like, we're so embarrassing right now. And that's why the left-right paradigm is so successful because people, they want to believe that they're important just for being a fan. And that's what politicians do. 
give me billions of dollars so I could pay off my court fees and we'll beat up the left, even though I'm literally working for him. And everyone will be like, yeah, I'm part of something. Like it's all just a cope so you don't face reality, you know? Someone say glyphosate has been a disaster. A lot of things in this country have been a disaster for a long time. The food is all bad. The, all the stuff they're spraying is insane. The quad, like it's not normal. America is one of the scammiest countries when it comes to pharmaceutical, probably the scammiest, but the people here don't care. I've known this since I was 17 years old. When I was 17, I said, why does nobody care? I always made music talking about the pharmaceutical industry since I was 17 years old. And I'm looking around at all the adults and everyone just looks like sheep to me. It's like, I'm not even grown yet and I could see this. Why can no one see this? I don't know what it is. You know what they called me back then? A conspiracy theorist. And now, you know, everybody knows that it's true, but now they've captured the conspiracy theorists and, and they'll give you like controlled opposition people where they're like, oh, you like conspiracies? Trust the plan. The only way to be the best conspiracy theorist, Q patriots, the only way to be the patriot is to worship a politician who took hundreds of billions of dollars from donors and locked the country down and sold vaccines. That's the only way to be a real conspiracy theorist. They're, they're figuring out that people are waking up. So they're putting you in like a little horse thing, you know, putting you on the truck and then they're just bringing you right back to the slaughter. <laughs> Michael, the guy, the guy, the guy that's been like cringe, just coping about Trump is like, stop complaining about the food. He's like, I love eating chemicals. Oh, I mean, I eat chemicals and I get fat and I let my family just get, get, become a mess. And I, I just love eating just Roundup and chemicals and everyone's dying around me. But it's so cool because I like I have a Trump hat on and I'm just getting fat and watching, you know, the Trump, the valleys. Like, how dare you talk about the food quality? It's like men like you disgust me, bro, because all these kids are dying from all this stuff. And it's like their parents are sitting there like coping over Trump. It's like, no wonder the kids are liberal. They look at their parents and they're like, my parents are freaking losers. You know what I'm saying? And, they're, and half the time they're not wrong. That's why the kids become liberals because they don't respect their parents because their parents aren't worth respecting. If, you're, if your parents are worth respecting, you'll respect them. You'll have to. If your parents aren't worth respecting, you'll want to go hang out with the demons and the liberals because you're like, look at this loser. Like He says he's Christian. He doesn't follow any of his values. He's fat. He just sits there and watches Sean Hannity gropes down high fructose corn syrup, and then he tells me how big of a patriot he is, and my mom's on the message boards like trusting the plan. It's like no wonder the kids are all liberal. Like you know, They don't like their parents because their parents like, they're like fan playing, cosplaying, Trump globbing. You know, it's like, ew. Like, I'd rather go to like a Travis Scott concert than that. You know, that's what these kids are doing. Someone said, let people be fat. Sure, but I, I'm not, not letting people be fat. But it's like, I, as a nation, if like everybody's dying of overdose and fentanyl and chemicals and all the women have like a roundup in their bodies and like kids are having problems and like, you know, like, and, and like, rates of certain diseases went from one in 30,000 to like one in 30. I don't know. Like if you want a successful nation, you got to like point it out eventually, but maybe, maybe everyone's like you. Someone said Alex Jones is fat too. I'm not, I just said, I don't even, I think Alex is getting smoked in debate. So yeah, he's fat and he drinks a lot. Someone said famous Satanist Travis Scott. I don't like Travis Scott music. I'm just saying the kids are becoming liberal because they don't respect their parents. Like if you're a conservative parent and your kid is liberal, 
you didn't, I'm not saying you didn't do a good job, but it's like, they don't like you. They don't want to be like you. They don't respect you. They don't, you know, they, they, they see you as like cringe. Maybe they think you're a hypocrite. Like there's a, there's a reason all these kids are going that way. It's not natural. It's just, nobody raises their kids anymore. They're just like, whatever. Cause they're too busy doing other stuff. It's like, I remember watching a Q and on lady and she was like, I'm on the message boards all day. I don't even have time to see my family. And it's like, like, imagine your mom is obsessed with QAnon and you're like a kid. Do you, do you want to be a Republican? No, you're like, my mom's insane. You start believing the left because they're making more sense because your, your parents are acting like idiots. And like your dad, like literally wants to get on his knees and gobble Trump. You're like, that's not a guy I respect. You know, like half of these conservative men, it's, they just act like super gay for Trump. You know, it's like, it's one thing to vote for him and like him. It's another thing to be like two steps away from like gobbling on the guys like, you know, private areas. And it's like the, the kids are watching their parents. Like the dad's like gobbling Trump's nuts, watching Fox news. The mom's on the message boards. They're like, yeah, I'm going to go to the, I'm going to go to the, 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 the Cardi B concert. You know, it makes more sense than like respecting your parents. Someone said homeschool. If you have the money, it definitely helps. It's just, it's just embarrassing. I don't know. I feel like all of it's embarrassing. So I, I'm not trying to harp on it too much. I don't, I don't consider it like whatever all that is. I want no part in it. Like, I don't care if people don't like it. I don't care if they don't want to watch the show. I don't care if they never invite me. Like I've figured out what that all is. And I, and it's not for me. Someone said the schools are teaching it. Well, you, you also have to be aware. Here's a good example, because this is actually like more important than what I was just saying. That's a little little uh, profane, should I say. People will realize now that the school system's corrupt, right? They say, oh my gosh, they're trying to transgender my five-year-old. This is no good, right? This is not normal. It just happened. The education system has been teaching you fake stuff for 70, 80, 90 years, in some cases longer. The Department of Education didn't even exist 60 years ago, 50 years ago. It's all, they, they've taken over for a long time. It's just, it gets so bad that then people notice, they're like, oh, it just happened a year ago. No, that's the, you just realized it. It just got so bad that you can't ignore it anymore, but it's been bad. So it's like, this country has been great for so long that people just took it for granted and they didn't pay attention. Like the, the you know, the stuff you learn in school, like, people don't question anything. Like they, like the, one of the only things I remember from school is like Martin Luther King. They, they teach you about Martin Luther King more than they teach about anybody ever. Like you learn about Martin. Everybody knows Martin Luther King. That's like the main thing. I never learned about Malcolm X. I never learned about socialism. I never learned about the, the true, uh, debate between W E B Du Bois and, and, uh, Booker T Washington. Like I didn't learn about, uh, what was the, the the black nationalist name? I'm trying to think of uh, what the heck is that guy's name? He was he was like a Jamaican that was like super. What what was that guy's name? Somebody somebody let me know the Jamaican nationalist name. I I can't think of his name, but it's really gonna bother me. I'm just gonna search it real quick. I'll find it. Uh, let me see. Leader, probably someone will get it before I look. Oh, Marcus Garvey. Sorry, I can. Yeah, Marcus Garvey. Thank you. They don't teach you about Marcus Garvey. So it's like we all learn Martin Luther King, 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 my whole life, Martin Luther King. 
okay, what did they pass on the back of Martin Luther King? How come Malcolm X didn't like Martin Luther King? Did these cities get better? Is Little Rock, Arkansas amazing now? Is it safe and clean and everyone's living in prosperity? Why is violence so high? Right? Why is crime so high? Why are dads out of the home? Like you don't learn any of this stuff. So it's like, you, I'm not saying it's good what they're doing to the kids because it's not, but like you need to figure this out because if you're teaching your kids fake history or half-baked history, it's that's not good too. Then they grow up and that's why they don't know anything because th their whole life is a lie. Their whole education is a lie. So the education system, I mean, in the medical schools, G. Edward Griffin talked about how long it's been corrupted because, you know, at a certain point, rich people figured out how to control entire industries. They're like, okay, if we put in this, this, and this, we, you know, we own the books, we own this, we own the schools, like, we, you know, no one can get around this. You can't get a license if, you know, if you don't follow that, you're not even allowed to practice law and look at COVID. During COVID, all the good doctors were, they were threatening to take their licenses away. Jordan Peterson, you know, he didn't want to say pronouns. They tried to take his teaching gig away. It's like, it, this is not new. It's just, it's so bad now because it's been ignored for 30, 40 years. That's what the whole country is going to be like soon. So it's like, everybody likes to just uh, freak out about what's going on now. And to me, that's the right wing. They're like, look at the trannies. Ah, it's like, how many times are we going to talk about it? Yeah, it's crazy. But like, what are you doing to fix it? Nothing. What are you doing to get to the root of the problem? Nothing. You know, it's like, what's Trump and his foreign policy doing? They're, they're making the world more gay. Like literally like Trump go, go, you can find and look up stuff where it's like, he was just trying to like make homosexuality more common and more legal, like all over Africa. Like that's, that's what America needs to do. Right. Can't stop crime in San Francisco. We can make, you know, more people do sodomy in Africa. MAGA. It's like, but no one notices because it's like he just talks on the stage. And I people then misconstrue what I'm saying. And they're like, oh, you're this and that. Call me what you want. I don't even care. But it's like, no, it's just it's insane for a country that is as broken as America to just run to other countries and try to spread homosexuality. Like that's just a crazy thing to do while they're simultaneously complaining about the slippery slope in America. It's a it's like the craziest thing to do. But that's what they do because no one notices that they're doing it, you know, because the left to right battle is like so. All right, Michael, I'm going to assume you're like, I don't know if you're joking or trolling. I'm not saying he's gay. I'm just saying you could look up his foreign policy was spreading, making homosexuality easier in a lot of countries like Mike Pompeo called it the liberal world order. Someone said Malcolm X said liberalism was the enemy. Yeah, you don't learn about him because he was like more honest. You know, Martin Luther King was just like being used. You know, Malcolm X was more just like like saying what he actually thought. Um, with that being said, that's so many problems in this country. I've talked about it a few times, not that much because it's gruesome, but they'll, they'll complain about like uh, Muslims doing like female genital mutilation in, in like uh, Dearborn. Okay. What about the fact that most American doctors are doing male genital mutilation all over America? And it's not normal and it's not common. It's like the pharmaceutical industry. It actually goes hand in hand with the pharmaceutical industry because it's not a coincidence that America is the most cucked to big pharma and America is also chopping kids dicks off and, and giving everybody vaccines and, and pharmaceutical pills like every two seconds. So it's like, you know, like uh, conservatives in America don't even have the self-awareness to realize that they're guilty of the same things that they complain about and nobody around the world is respecting them because they just look stupid. You know, it's like, it's all fake and dumb. So 
in order to fix the country, we have to figure this stuff out and be honest about it, not complain and say, oh, the school system just got corrupt a year or two ago. It sounds good on a podcast. It'll get more views than me. But the truth is the school system's been corrupt for at least 60 years, 70 years. They've been teaching false history on a lot of topics. You know, uh, It's just when you teach this stuff and when you give it to the wrong people, it's going to just get worse and worse and worse until it's so unavoidably obvious that like you can't ignore it anymore, which you still got to just be honest about it. Be like, no, it's been this way for a long time. And it just got not like, oh, it just happened yesterday. It didn't though. You know, none of this stuff just happened. And all the things that happen now, it's like, it's easy to just be like, oh, it's just Biden's fault. And it's like, a lot of the border is Biden and Mayorkas' fault. They deserve all the credit for it. But it's delusional to be like, oh, the Republicans and Trump really crushed it last time. It's like, I would say that Trump failed so miserably. Like, I would give him an A, 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 and then an F minus in the fourth quarter. And it's like the Pacers being up on the, you know, the, the Knicks. And it's like the Pacers are up 20, 20, 20 for all three quarters. And then they lose, they, they get 70 points scored on them and they lose by 50 points. Like, that's Trump. You, your, your term is not three. It's not the first three years, like you're as delusional as a Browns fan that was winning the first three quarters and said that they won the Super Bowl because they won a game like in the regular season, the first three quarters, then they lost the game. That's the truth. Like the fourth quarter is the most important quarter. Everybody in the Republican Party is gaslighting you. Everyone. That's why I don't listen to podcasts. I don't listen to Republicans. I don't listen to like there's nothing there for me. They've made people dumber. I expand my horizon outside of that. That's why when someone's like, who you listen to this or that person, I'd rather someone I disagree with on something that is actually stimulating my mind and saying something authentic than someone who says like generic, like really low tier, like, oh my gosh, the, the, the court system, like, you know, yeah, I get it. But why is this all happening? There's gotta be a reason deeper than just Trump's awesome. Like what, what else is going on? Who wants to talk about it? No one. Okay. Someone said Trump's foreign policy was literally to spread homosexuality. Yeah, they were like, yo, they're they're criminalizing it. They're doing this. But what they're doing in certain parts of Africa, I'm not saying you have to agree, but they don't want the slippery slope. So when, when people and teachers are coming out and being like, I'm this, I'm that, I'm non-binary, they consider it a threat to their children because now you're identifying as that and, and you're spreading it to the kids. They're just like blocking it out. They're like, you can't identify as that or else, you know, that's not legal anymore in uh, Uganda. I'm not saying you have to agree with that. I'm just saying like, why should America come and tell them to be gayer? Like Ted Cruz wants to make them gayer. Trump wants to make them gayer. Liberals want to make them gayer. Like everyone just wants them to be super gay. And it's like, San Francisco, you can't even not get robbed in San Francisco. Why don't you losers in Congress, losers like Ted Cruz and all these other scumbags, why don't you dingbats all fly to San Francisco and figure out why that city sucks? And then Ted Cruz and all these other losers can go to a gay club after and celebrate their freedom, their sodomy freedom. It's like, cool. I don't care what you do. That's your, that's your life. I'm just saying in general, San Francisco sucks. LA sucks. New York is starting to suck. Fix those cities, you pieces of shit. Fix those cities. Who the fuck cares? Excuse my language. Who cares what you think of Uganda? No one cares. I don't want to go to Uganda. I don't care what they do. I don't care if they got rainbow flags everywhere or they don't want anything gay. It's like, 
I want our America to be fixed. And then if America's amazing again, then then we can go tell Uganda what to do. Until then, I don't want to hear Ted Cruz and Trump how how gay they want to make Africa. Like that's the Republican Party. They're controlled opposition. You know, it's like they're just there to lose. They're just there to spread America's gay foreign policy. They're just there to cry about the problems while making the problems worse. The economy sucks. Did it have anything to do with the money you printed? Yes, but my audience is too stupid to realize it. So I'm just going to pretend like it's not. It's like, okay. People like Alex Jones cry about the vaccine every day and say it's so bad, but they won't confront Trump on it anymore. And they say like, it's like, it's all just like clown theater, you know? And, it, and the, the root of it is you have to respect yourself, you know? When you respect yourself and your time, you're more picky with who you want to hang out with. You're more picky with what you want to do. You know, you see married couples all the time. They get married and then they don't want to hang out with anyone anymore. And the reason is because they like each other and they like their family. And it's like, I don't need, I don't need that many friends. You know, I got all my friends right here. It's my family, you know, and it's like, I'm going to pick and choose where I go. I don't need to be at the bar all the time. I don't need to hang out with this guy. He's not even that cool. Like the more you respect yourself and love yourself and have things to do, the less you're going to want to let other people waste your time. And that's politics. It's like, if you love yourself and respect yourself, these politicians can't trick you and the country gets fixed. If you don't let, respect yourself, you just get walked all over. You know, when it comes to like, uh, like certain politicians like uh, Vivek, right? I heard about him seven months before he got really popular because he, you know, didn't blow up overnight. He had like, couple months where like he was trying to get popular and nobody really cared but people started to care slowly right and they're like yo have you heard of him have you heard of him and people kept sending me vivek's videos right and i and i'd listen to them and i have like you know i think i have good instinct like if i talk to somebody i could look into their eyes i could speak to them i could feel their vibe and i could tell this person's chill this person's a little like you know i i think i have good discernment when it comes to like human nature um he never struck me as like a horrible person or anything. And I don't think he is, but I just, I always just never listen to him because he just sounds so fake. Like I, you know, someone calls me, Hey, it's like, it's like a phone sale. Like he talks like that. He doesn't, he's very eloquent and he's very well-spoken, but I don't consider like some people are like, he's a great speaker. Like he's a great salesman. He's a great, like uh you'd be like a good, uh what's it called? Press secretary. Like he's good at saying words, but as far as like, authenticity and like I, don't, I i've never felt it i've always i tuned him out for six months because i was like the vibe and the 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 feeling that i get like when he talks it just sounds so fake to me and then after a few months i realized he was a pharmaceutical ceo and then i'm laughing hysterically because i'm like okay we just got scammed by big pharma trump's in with big pharma trump sold out to big pharma and now the big bell of the ball of the republican movement is going to be a pharmaceutical ceo who has a billion dollar net worth who just left the pharmaceutical industry after trying to be famous with pharmaceuticals, but no one cared about him. He was in all mainstream media. He got positive press. He was on um, Mike uh, Jim Cramer's show. Dude, he, they tried to make him famous so bad in the press for years because he was supposed to be this young, cool tech CEO with this drug. And then the drug went from like a $200 IPO or 180 IPO and it crashed below a dollar. It was like one of the biggest, I mean, stock crashes in recent history in, in, in the biotech industry. And it's like, and now there's like no accountability, no, like none of that. He just says he made a mistake, whatever, not a big deal. And now he's a Republican. He went from crying on January 6th to being ultra mega. He went from a pharmaceutical CEO to being the leader we need after pharma just scammed us and printed trillions of dollars with Trump. Like people are this dumb. And then I, people say I'm a hater. It's like not like before I even knew all this stuff, 
I could just tell that he like like I think we should like no one like you don't talk no one talks like that. That's not that's not a good speaker. That's like a good salesman. You know, he could sell me a car or work at like a gym and try to get me in a membership. Like that's that's what that voice does. That's not like a leader that inspires me or a musician that seems really authentic. It's like a good he's a good politician. He's a good business guy. And that's what Republicans want. Like Republicans are just as dumb as liberals. You know, it's like they, they're begging for the father of the vaccine and the little pharma bro who said he cried on January 6th. And all these dummies are like, he should be vice president. So you you got mad that Mike Pence didn't do what you wanted on January 6th, but you want a pharmaceutical CEO who was nowhere to be found four years ago when Trump actually needed help. And, and he said he cried on January 6th. That's who you want as your vice president. The Trump movement is just as dumb as liberals. Like, I'm not trying to be rude, but it's like, I, and I'm at the point now where I don't care. Like, if you disagree, I don't care. If you don't want to watch my show, I don't care. I don't care if you, I ever get invited on a podcast. I don't care if I ever get a speaking gig. I don't care if these people ignore me. I don't care if they, like, I don't, I literally don't care because it's the truth. It's like, if you can't figure that out, then the Republican Party has somehow, after making a lot of progress, digressed into as stupid as they were during the George Bush era. During Bush, I was never a Republican. I knew Republicans were wrong. I knew they were getting tricked. You know, even at a young age, it's like they just believed in America and freedom. And I, I saw through the propaganda for whatever reason. I had good instinct and I didn't pay attention in school. I think the reason I knew at a young age was because I didn't respect authority as much as I probably should have because I was like a bad student and I never believed my teachers. Either I was smart or just bad. I don't know. It worked out for me, but I never thought the Republican Party was good. So when Trump came in, it was supposed to be like this new thing. But now four years later, it's like Trump Republicans slobbering over Vivek are, are just as dumb as like Republicans in 2004. So now I'm back to where I was then. I never, I never was a Democrat. I was never a Republican. I always thought they were both fake. I knew they were both fake. So I'm right back there. I thought we were trying to make progress, but apparently Republicans are just trying to blow it at the finish line, just like Trump did in the fourth quarter with the vaccine scandal. Um, and that's the movement. So it's like, okay, I didn't cry my whole life. It's not like I sat there and cried. It was like, oh, like I, I'm not a pessimist. My life has always been good. I enjoyed college. I, I thought they were puppets then. My life was fine. I'm back there. You know, it's like, I'm not, I'm not pessimistic. I, that's just what it is. And it's like, I'm just so embarrassed that I thought these were my people. And it's like, you know, all these people, all the podcasts, all the big re Republican influencers, they just want money and social circles and sponsors, and they just want to hang out. And the whole like Vivek moment, it showed that to me where I was like, okay, this would be a good economy for me. You know, I can make a lot of money in here. I'm, I'm clearly like good enough to speak and go to these places, but I'm like, it's, it's sad for me too. Cause like a lot of these people are my friends and stuff. And I'm like, I guess this is not for me. Like whatever they're doing at like turning point with like Kimberly Guilfoyle screaming and Carrie Lake yelling and Mike Lindell and Vivek. I'm like, that's not me to me. That's like they're rebranding they're rebranding like the controlled opposition and just making it like more uh authentic ish to to get people to like buy into it because if they did bush era stuff no one's buying the bush era neocon stuff but you spin it with like a pro trump angle and now everybody's in on it you put a pharmaceutical ceo there and get him to like say what you want after he you know like if this movement isn't more skeptical of that guy after all the COVID stuff this movement's really dumb. You know, like that's just my opinion. And I know it's not popular or whatever. I just, it's like, it's just dumb. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's like when I debated the one guy sticks and he's like, that's an ad hominem. 
he was just so dumb when I talked to him. I thought he was smart and he was, I was like, you're either being really fake or really dumb. And it's like, I just, I don't know. I was like, should I not say that or something? There's probably like a better way to put it. But someone said, never heard Carrie Lake yelling. I just, she just like rides Trump's coattails and says the election was stolen. Like she doesn't really provide that much value or do like, she's just like a Trump dog. Like we're attack dog where she just sits there and says like, bark, 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 you know, like, ah, oh, the election was stolen. Ah, oh, liberals. Ah, it's like, you know, like, I, I don't know. Like these people don't appeal to me. I'm not, I don't hate her. She's definitely witty. She was a radio host, but like the whole like Trump, Kimberly Guilfoyle, Mike Lindell, Charlie Kirk, Tim Pool, like to me, I, it's as an it's it's just as bad to me as liberals like i you know like it's whatever that is i want no part in it like you know i don't think it's going anywhere i don't trust it i just think they're like I, i'm not trying to be a hater because i'll still vote for republicans i it's just like i don't see eye to eye with people like that a lot of it's gonna fade away because it's like a lot of it's being propped up by boomers because boomers vote Republican like that like boomers are keeping Republicans afloat and like when I talk to some boomers like not all but like you know a lot of people get it but they they like they just like love Mike Lindell you know they're like Frank's speech is gonna change the game and like here's the thing I've done social media my whole life it's my expertise one of them frankspeech.com was never like a great website like just I'm, I'm talking about like the way it's built like it wasn't built to like take on facebook or twitter like you understand what i'm saying like rumble is trying they're struggling but they're doing a lot you know they have money like rumble's trying rumble's trying to beat youtube frankspeech.com was never even close like it wasn't even close i mean it was like a really basic kind of shitty website that wasn't even functioning as a social media company and i had boomers telling me like oh it's gonna it's gonna defeat it's the new social media and it's like i'm not trying to be rude because it's not everyone but like boomers are way too easy to trick i don't know what it is like they're just so easy to fool you just like say what they want to hear and they don't think about anything like you put michael lindell on a stage he can convince five million boomers that his shitty website is gonna like take on facebook and they're like you don't understand it's gonna crush the competition i'm like I'm not saying Mike's a bad guy. I'm not saying his website's horrible, but like, I know this stuff. I know how websites are built. Like, it's not capable of taking on anything. It's not even that. It's not even a social media. It was like just a blog, you know, and they think it's like a social media. It's like that. That's the type of mentality that we're dealing with. That's why people like Vivek and Kimberly Guilfoyle rise the ranks because like, Boomers are just way too easy to like, you just got to yell like, ah, oh, the election was stolen. And then they're like, I like that person. You know, you don't have to be like, into Vivek stole the show. Cause he's a, he's, he's smarter than, than all of them. You know, they're all just yelling like slogans and Vivek is way smarter. So I could see why he rose the ranks real quickly. Like compared to the competition, he's blowing them out of the water. It's a bunch of like dingbats, just yelling phrases and election things. And it's like, you know, I know I'm coming across as a hater, but like boomers love that stuff. I don't know why I don't see it, but I, I guess, I guess I get it. But like, that's what I think the Republicans are doing. They realize that boomers have a lot of money. They realize that boomers are the older generation and they're just trying to suck boomers dry. Like that's the Republican movement now. That's the pot. Like, it's like, how much money can we just suck out of these naive boomers? Like you just say the election's stolen. They'll throw money at you. You sell a Trump hat. They'll throw money at you. Like, I don't think they even respect their audience. They just know that like anything they do that just goes pro Trump, that anyone will buy with zero scrutiny whatsoever. And it's like, you know, G. Edward Griffin was talking about Marxism, Leninism. At a certain point, 
you have to understand the even like democracy, you know, I believe it comes from ancient Greece and stuff. These are not new concepts like China's on an 100 year plan. There's other ethnic groups that are on thousand year plans like there's really smart people out here, guys, you know, plotting, planning, ideas, thinking. You go to some of this stuff and it's just. It's just not that, you know, it's like very like just. What I was trying to say, though, is like they figured out if there's two political parties, if there's two candidates, you got to control both sides. They figured this out 100 years ago. But people are like, no, they, like all you have to do to be popular in the Republican Party is literally just be like the election was stolen. Biden sucks. He's old. Trump's awesome. We're going to make America great again. That's all you have to do. Your IQ could be five. You could literally barely understand the language and live under a rock like, like Patrick Starr from SpongeBob. And these people would give you money. They know, like, you know, I'm like, I understand that people get tricked sometimes, but like the, the threshold of how easy it is to trick Republican boomers, it's too easy. People are making it way too easy. Like Mike Lindell says, I'm doing a cyber symposium. And millions of boomers are like, oh, he's going to do it. And I'm, I'm like thinking to myself and I'm like, I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm just saying like, what's he going to do? How, what do you mean? 72 hours? Like, it just sounds like a boomer con QAnon convention where like, I'm not saying it's all Q, but it's like, he'll talk for 72 hours. Like how, a 72 hour press conference. That's insane. Like, <laughs> It must not, he must not have good information because then it would take 20 minutes or an hour max or something, you know, to like actually like change the course of <laughs> it's just that Michael guy is just spazzing in the comments. It's very weird. Someone said was hilarious. I know I sound like a hater, but it's like I I don't know what to like tell tell people. I do social media consulting as I've talked about. And like my, my, one of my gifts and one of my skill sets is I don't have time to do social media anymore for people. I, I sat there and did social media for a bunch of people for years. I mean, from the time I was 23 to like 30, I was doing other people's social media. I worked at companies. Sometimes I had multiple clients. Like I'm not, that's why I'm good at social media. I'm not just good at producing, but like I'm a, in order to get a billion views and millions of followers, I'm a one-man operation for the most part. I work with uh, a, a guy now that has a company that does merchandising and helps me with that. But as far as my content and stuff, it's all me. I I have to be good at everything to do it. But what I'm trying to say is like, I know a lot. I'm not saying I know everything, but when it comes to Facebook, YouTube, I could just see something and like tell you everything I know. You know, I'm helping people with that. I'm doing consulting. Like I know a lot more than people who know nothing about social media and smart people will listen and know what they don't know. Just like me, if I did print ads or something, I'm not a print ad guy. So I would listen to like, my friend is a marketing genius that's been doing it for 40 years. I like I would listen to what he had to say because he has more experience. But I'm not saying all people, because it's not true, but a lot of people, young generation, stubborn too, but a lot of boomers are just really stubborn. So it's like, if you like Mike Lindell and he tells you frankspeech.com is going to take on the elites and he's, he's a good salesman, He's a pillow salesman. He's great at selling things. He convinced you to buy a pillow on television and made tens of millions of dollars or more selling pillows. I'm not knocking it. Sell, sales are good. That's what he does. He's, a, he's got that sales mustache. He sell, he's good at s selling things, overselling things. That's like his skill. Okay. 
So then I'm trying to tell these people like the website is not, I'm not saying Mike's a bad guy. He's a great pillow salesman, but the website's not a social, it's not even a social media site. It's a blog. It's not even, it doesn't even function as an app. Like it's none of those things. And people are like, you, you just hate Mike Lindell. It's like boomers. They're, they're just getting like scammed by like pharmaceutical CEOs, billionaires, salesmen with big fat mustaches who are like the most salesman salesmen out there. It's just like, and then, and then they get mad at me. So what I feel like a lot of people have realized that like, like people like Vivek is like, you can't beat these people. You just have to join them. You know what I'm saying? And that's a lot of like podcasters too. It's like, if you try to correct these boomers that are Republican, they'll end up hating you and then you'll go broke and you'll need to find a new job. So the money isn't just lying to boomers. It's like, just half tell them the truth, tell them more than liberals, get them yelling at transgenders, you know? Give them like a Trump video or a hat. And like, that's what a lot of people have realized. Like they, they know that you can't, you can't, you're better off just tricking Republican boomers than you are like telling them something. Cause they don't, it's like, once you get to a certain age, I think you're not trying to like hear anything, you know, you're like, I know everything. I don't, not everyone does that, but for sure, you know, like people's grandpas, like they're not trying to hear you tell them something like you shut up, boy, listen to me. I know, you know, I'm, I'm wise. I've been on this planet longer, which is true in many ways, but it's like with social media, boomers do not understand social media as much. Someone said YouTube's not a real job. Michael, I don't know what your issue is, bro, but like you're spending way too much energy, dude. You've been just, you must've commented a hundred times in like in an hour and, and like you're like all of them are complaints. It's just really weird, dude. It's really weird. If you don't like what I'm saying, you could watch another channel. I would prefer you do that. Watch a tutorial, maybe learn some dance skills, gardening, oh, anything, dude. Do anything but, but what you're doing, please. For the sake of you and everyone here. It's just weird. I like, I don't, I'm not even mad at it. I'm kind of like, just like, let's give a round of applause for him. Cause you know, sometimes, and I think he needs some right now. Damn, this went three hours. That's what happens when I don't work for three days. I have a lot of energy. Um, Yeah, he likes me. I know, but it's just like, he's probably one of those people where he's like, Frank's speech is going to take on the world. And I'm like, it's just not though. It's just like, it's like realistically not built to do that. And it's not, and they're like, it, but he said it is. It's like, people say a lot of things. Like one of my goals, cause I've done it more and more, but as like a social media consultant, cause I don't have time to physically do it. I, I wish I did, but I don't. Like I have a lot of skills where it's like I could sit in on a meeting too. Like say you pay other people on social media to do this, do that, so search engine optimization. I can tell you like if you don't understand social media at all or search engine opt optimization, I could be a second pair of eyes and ears to let you know because like I understand this stuff quite thoroughly. A lot of people prey on people not knowing things, you know, like if you pay a social media guy however much a month to run your social media and you know nothing about social media, they might be amazing and they might be terrible. You might pay someone for search engine optimization. They might be the best. They might be doing 10 minutes of work and you have no idea, but you're paying them thousands of dollars. Like this is the reality of the new day and age because everybody has a budget for this type of stuff online. But most people who have the budgets, they, they don't have the skill set to even know if they're doing right or wrong because it's so far detached from like their skill set and what they know. So 
you know, the same way I'm analytical with politics, I understand social media well. So I enjoy like listening in. And there's been so many times in my life where I've done things with people where they spent this marketing budget. And I told them beforehand, I go, bro, they're going to waste all this money because I sat in an hour meeting and I was like, they're, they're, they don't know what they're doing. And it's like, you, but they said this and this. God, you can't trick me on this. I've done this for 20 years. You can't fool me. If I can listen to you say what you're going to do for an hour, I can at least tell you got a decent chance of it working. It's got an 80 or it's got a zero. This had a 0% chance of working. He paid the money. He comes back to me three, four hour, four, four months later and goes, yo, you were right. That guy did nothing. I told you that before. And then same with like certain people's jobs and stuff. Like I'll analyze it and I'll be like, yo, they're not who they say they are. But so many people that they, they want things to work. So they just kind of ignore it because it's like, I want it to work. It's like, but if it's not real or right, then it's not going to work. So that's one of my skill sets where it's like people, it's not just in social media, but they they just want to like believe everything. I'm very skeptical. And like people get mad at me for that. It's, a, it's the same as in politics. If I'm skeptical of something Mike Lindell or Trump says, people get mad at me. Same with like, oh, I got booked to this gig. And I'm like, looking at it, it's not, it's not a real gig. It's not, it's not really what, oh, you just are jealous or you don't want me to shine. And it's like, no, that's not it. I'm just, you know, I would do that for myself. I don't just take every gig or every email and be like, this must be a hundred percent legit. Oh, I'm going to sign the deal right here. It's like, I'm, this is why I've never done a deal with anybody. Cause I asked too many questions and I, I really, I, they, they hope I don't do that. You know? Like I had a deal last year. I'm not going to get into the specifics, but I had a deal where someone said they wanted to like bring me on to their company and and, and collaborate with them, right? I'm not going to get into the specifics, but I read the whole thing and and like it didn't make any like it was it was definitely I'm not going to say a trick, but I didn't just say, "Oh, they like me." I'm like, "What? Why would this happen?" And then once I kind of shut certain doors, they didn't want to do it anymore. So it's like maybe they want someone that doesn't pay attention and doesn't, you know, read the fine print, so then they own more. It's possible. Maybe it just didn't work out. I'm not really sure. Now, it's not Ben Shapiro's company, but I'll just tell you cuz I I like to just be honest. Um I'm not going to say what company, but they wanted 50% of my YouTube 50% of my Facebook royalties and 50% of Rumble. Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. I've done really well on Facebook. I've done well on YouTube. Rumble, I don't care about, but whatever. They want a 50%. So when I look at the contract, it has no year. Do you want 50% for two years, for three years, for four years? And if you take 50% of my income, my revenue, my royalties, you know that's a good amount of money. So what is the trade-off? If I'm going to give up 50% of my royalties, why, why are we going to do it? Are you going to bring in more? Do I get paid monthly? Do I get access to cameras and, and a crew that's going to help me? Like everything's got to be really said perfectly or else I'm not going to do it. And when I sat in the meeting, they said to me, um, I said, how long do you want 50%? And they said, well, we want to do it forever. So I'm like, if you want 50% of my YouTube and Facebook forever, I'm selling it to you because a, a deal is a couple of years. If you own half of my Facebook forever, I want $10 million. I mean, I make good money on Facebook. I have millions of followers. You're going to take my Facebook forever? That's 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years. That's a sale. That's not a deal. That's a sale. They're trying to buy my stuff for free. So I said, the starting point to, to sell 50% of my Facebook is $10 million because you're going to own 50% forever. And then, you know, 
you say stuff like that and people aren't so interested anymore. So it's like, that's a mockery of a deal, but it's like, I don't mind negotiating and you know, it didn't come to terms, but you understand like 50% forever is a sale. It's like selling 50% of your house forever. It's not re renting is a year or two sale is forever. They're doing that in music. Now people are selling their royalties. Justin Bieber sold his for 200 million. People are selling theirs for, uh, you know, millions of dollars, like tens of millions of dollars, five, th these hedge funds and these rich banker type dudes, they're coming to musicians and saying, Hey, let me give you 2 million for your, for your whole catalog. Let me give you a hundred million for your catalog. Let me give you 200 million. And they're buying all the royalties. And it's like a lot of artists are cashing out, um, because it's $200 million. They never have to work again, but now they have no royalties. And now some bankers and hedge funds and weird management groups, they're owning everyone's music. They're like buying it up like BlackRock, you know? It's interesting, but it's like if you sell your music, you got to get a lot of money. If I sold half my Facebook page, I got to get that money. And then it's like if I'm already making money and you're doing this or that, it's like uh, it's got to make sense. It's got to be mutually beneficial. But that that seemed like a, just an interesting first offer, you know, like to just try to. And then like, did they think I wouldn't know? Like, wh why would I give half my Facebook and YouTube away forever with, for no huge sum? You know, like, I don't care. I'm not offended by business, but it's like, did they think that would, I would not, I, I don't know. But it's all gravy. And now with that situation, it's like, uh, you know, they don't even want to invite me on the podcast. So I feel a certain way about that where it's like, here, let's just try to own all your stuff. And then when we can't own all your stuff, we, we won't even invite you on the podcast. We'll just have a bunch of dumb people on and liberals and Tim Pool and Charlie Kirk, who everyone knows they're not even saying half of what you're saying. But, you know, it's like, whatever. I've stuck to my guns my whole life. Guys, I own 100% of my music, 100% of everything. I run everything. I own everything. I've never sold out. Not when I was 19, not when I was 20, not when I was 20, 21. And this has happened my whole life from the time I was 33 to the time I was 19 years old. I had major labels interested in signing me and major executives interested in signing me. They wanted to give me 15% and take 85%. I don't need to be a math wizard to realize owning 15% of my own stuff sounds terrible. I'd rather be broke. I was broke most of my life to get to this point. Now I'm here and people still don't respect what I do or, you know, it is what it is, but it's like, I think a lot of people are just trying to do business. They're not interested in the truth. They're not interested in helping, you know, they help a bit. It's not like they're not helping, but it's a business, you know, it, like people are running businesses. Um, and the business you gotta like, you can't, it's not smart to do like really intense journalism to do business because if you don't, if you don't side with the sponsors and the big money, I think that, uh, you know, it gets a little less profitable. Someone said, Candace is the only one I like at Daily Wire. Don't agree with everything, but at least she's honest. Candace is crushing. She's crushing. She built a huge name for herself and then used her leverage to say what she wants to say. And uh, I respect Candace. I respect Candace more than I respect most people. I don't. It's not that I don't respect anybody, but I feel like Candace is doing a lot more, saying a lot more than most people. And uh, she's definitely using her leverage to to be free, you know? 
what's the green carpet on the wall for? <laughs> it's ivy. I don't know if I, that's, it's a far wall, but I'm debating about pulling it closer and having that be my whole background. I'm not sure. Ask her on your show again. She'll come on whenever. Yeah, I'll, I'll get her back on. Have I covered the bill making people re-register their gun every year? I have not. But I'll look it up. Someone said, Anomaly, you're way bigger than all these talking head shows. They're just there to promote Trump, Elon, and their Orwellian agenda. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, you know, thank you, Catherine. Thank you so much. I would say this. Um, I don't... If someone's great and they're good for the country and good for people... I'm happy. Like I want good people to like anybody's better than what the mainstream media is doing, but I'm not a hater. I like seeing talent and I always try to help people that I think are good, good people, good influences with me. My whole life, I, I sound arrogant when I say this because I run my business. I'm my own CEO. I, I have to be my own manager, but it's like my whole life. They always told me, no, when I rap, they told me I couldn't do this. I should do this. And I never listened. And I became bigger than all of those people. The A and R's that used to talk shit to me, who are they? I don't even remember their names because no one cares who they are because they're a bunch of nobodies, you know? So I had to be talked down to my whole life. From the time I was 19 to the time I was 30, everyone talked down to me. Every label, every manager, every this, you can't do this, you can't do that. And now I'm more relevant than they'll ever be. And I'm more relevant than anyone they've ever signed. And I, no one even cares who they are. And they probably don't even work at the label anymore because an A&R is, is irrelevant anyway. So then it's like, I do this with, 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 with social media, right? I do political news analysis, get a billion views, get millions of followers. My Instagram page, I get thousands of comments. I got hundreds of thousands of followers. I have more engagement than 99.999% of people. And people still disrespect me and they still talk condescendingly to me. And they want to, if they can't own me and control me, they want to act like what I'm doing is not what it is. So they want to act like, oh, people that I have financial interest is, they're bigger, they're more important. They're not, they're not. And it's not, I don't want to be any bigger because it doesn't, it's not like good to be that, like, you know, it's not something that you should aspire. You should aspire to be like great and respected. I don't think you should aspire to be like famous, like wanting to be famous is super douchey, but it's like, I, I say this out of competition where when they try to just stomp over me, it's like, you're not me. Nobody you hired is me. None of the people sitting next to you are me. They're not as big as me. They're not as interesting as me. They're not as respected as me. And they'll never be as respected as me. And they're not as smart as me either. So you can go sign someone else. You can go pretend like your little posse is, is cool, but they're not. And they never will be. And that's the competitive side of me where it's like, I don't care what they say. They could act like it's not happening all they want, but it is happening. And everyone knows it. And it's like, you know, people always give me, like they try to talk down to me everywhere I go. I went to the, the Trump thing when I went to Virginia and DC and they brought me to the Trump headquarters and people there recognized me. And the guy tried to talk shit to me because he was jealous because all the people there wanted to take pictures with me. You know, when I almost signed a deal with a different media company, I had multiple people there come up to me, want to take pictures with me, like all his staff are fans of mine and stuff. And they want to act like it's not happening for business leverage. Say what you want, but it's like your whole staff likes me. They're all fans of me. So like, just let, let's, let's not kid ourselves. I respect everybody. And I go into it being super respectful Super. And, and for some reason, like business wise, everybody always tries to be like, give me these little like jabs and weird vibes and stuff. And it's just like, I'm, I'm done pretending. Okay. I'm not like, I'm not going to make myself feel small. So you can like strong arm me in a weird negotiation. Like it's not happening, you know? 
And it's like people at the last thing, like, you know, they're good people and I don't, I don't want to like burn bridges, but they're like, when I'm sitting in a meeting with certain people, not who you think it is, but they're talking to me, they're talking to me like real condescending. They're like, Oh, you, you can't come into this deal desperate. And I'm like, bro, I'm not desperate. I got invited there. You like you, your boss invited me here. I'm here. Cause I was invited here. Cause they want to hire me. I'm not desperate. I'm not broke. I'm not begging for any, you invited me here. And then you got staff members talking shit to me trying to act like I'm, I'm desperate and this and that, like condescendingly, like I don't need to sit in a meeting and be talked to condescendingly. Like, it's like, I don't understand why people do this, but I, it's like, you know, it's just like, I'm, I'm just tired of being disrespected. You know, I, I want no part in it. And that's a red flag anyway. It's like, if that, you know, if you can't like, it's almost like maybe, it's almost like maybe they thought, maybe they were just being douchey or maybe they thought that, if they made me feel small and tricked me into feeling small that they could then like take my stuff and get a bad deal for me or like, I don't, you know, either they're just being douchey or that's their like marketing strategy is like make him feel as small as possible so we could give him the least and then he'll be happy with it. But it's like, I'm dude, I got a billion views. I got millions of followers. I, I I've done shows across the country. Like I rap also like I'm not, you're not going to convince me that I'm not successful at what I do or I don't have numbers. I have a, a billion views with a B. I'm not asking for you to roll out the red carpet and like be a coattail rider, but it's like, I'm not a piece of shit. Like you're acting like I'm a homeless crackhead outside, like begging you for a job. Like that's not what it is at all. I don't treat other people like that way more, you know, famous people have treated me with much more respect. Like it's just a, a respect thing. You know, I don't know. Like, that's how, I mean, that's how certain people do business negotiations. Like when, when you talk to people on the phone or salesmen, they try to like bully you to, so they like hope you get scared into like doing it real quick. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a, that's a negotiation tactic. Like when you, when car salesmen stuff, you notice they're always trying to like bully you and like be really like, do it now, do it now. Like, cause like if you get scared and just do it and listen, then it's like, uh, then, then you just do it. You know, you're like, do, 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 do. Uh, like you, you know, if you're at a car and you're, you're leasing a car and like, you need this, you need that, you need this package. Like they don't say this package is optional. You don't really need it. You're never going to use the money. They try to act like your whole life is ruined. If you don't get that package, like your whole life is ruined. If you don't get that package, you got to get this package. You're screwed. If you don't, you say no, and they won't let you say no. I think that's what, what, what's going on in some of these things is it's a, it's a smart, business marketing move to just try to pressure people and like make them feel like they have to do it because your conversion rates are higher. Like if you're a phone salesman, if you're not bullying people like that, you're not getting the conversions. You have to do that. But when you're in meetings with successful people that you want to like, I don't think that's the appropriate energy to kind of hit them with. In my opinion, it definitely doesn't work on me. Maybe it works on other people, but, uh, you know, like, I don't think you should use those like sleazy sales tactics when you're talking to, you know, people that you're trying to partner with, but you know, to each their own, I understand why it works. It's like, it's a, it's just a numbers game. You do that enough. You make, you make more sales. You know, I understand that. Someone said, when someone says the offer ends today, I lose interest. Well, my offer at dreamer.com ends at the month at, at the end of the month. So it's not today. Someone's asking me about Andy Frisella from First Form. Andy has been awesome to me. I like Andy. Um, Andy has been beyond respectful to me in every way. Um, I We've never talked about doing a deal. I mean, we've talked about stuff, but um, 
Andy's been great to me. So if there was ever a business situation, I don't anticipate him being disrespectful or weird because he's never been that way. And I, you know, I think he really respects me and appreciates and like knows what I do and likes it. So, and I really like Andy. I think he's a great businessman and a great podcaster. So I, I, I don't think he would ever come, come at that angle with me. He's, he doesn't really do that. Like his, uh, his team and the way they operate, they're very, they're very respectful. They're very nice. And they're like overly nice. You know, like, I think that's his strategy with his guests. Like he's very nice to his guests. Like he shows you how much he appreciates you. Like that's, you know, he's not doing like quick scammy things. Like he's doing like, uh, just like, we're glad you're here. Thanks for coming. We like your stuff. I don't need anything, but I'm, I'm just tired of filming myself. I would love to work with other great people. Like I, I did a few documentaries and like they haven't come out, but I filmed part of them. We'll see when they come out, but I know my limits in my skill set. Like I don't, I'm not great at production. I'm not great at like video stuff, but I, I think I am great at, um, trying to think of the word, but like organizing and getting concepts and like, I, like I want to have my integrity of what I do. And I want to have a lot of like all say basically, but if I could work with a great lighting crew, a great filmer, a great editor that listened to me and, and did what I, you know, like not just used it, that would be better. Cause it's like, I, I do everything by myself out of survival. It's not like, I think I'm the best filmer. I'm not, you know, I'm not good at filming. I'm not good at lighting. I'm not good. I'm not even good at like putting stuff up on the walls. Like I'm not, that's not my skill set. So working with great people who are great at what they do is a goal in anything. You know, you want great people that also respect you that, that, you know, everybody understands their pros and cons. I could be very uh, harsh, I think, in business. I'm from the East Coast. I don't know. I don't talk about it that much, but you know, they say that people from the East are more straightforward, and sometimes other people are more like passive aggressive. I don't know if that's true, but I, I, if you go to New York, like they're just like get the fuck out of the line, you know, like they're overly straightforward, where it's like actually kind of rude. But like with me, I'm very to the point. Like this is what I think. This is what I say. I'm doing it or I'm not doing it. Like I just throw it all out there pretty harshly. So like now you know what I actually think and we can move from there. Other people don't handle that well. And, and you know, in some situations and some people, I don't handle passive aggressive well when it comes to business. Like just tell me like, and, and I'll respect you and then we'll move forward. So, you know, in order to make the right partnerships. You got to not only be good at what you do, but you got to find people that work well with your style. Uh, you know, so I, I work with people. It's not like I work with no one, but I would love to do other stuff and, and like delegate certain things more, but it's tough. You know, it's hard to find the right situation and every media company you, there's a certain level of like power you give up, you gain power, but you give up, you, you have to like give them a lot of, uh, delegate and responsibility and, sometimes you, you could get trapped somewhere. Like if you work for a company and you're like, ah, I don't know if they want to do this or they want you to sell ads. Like that's another thing. If you look at say like daily wire, right? They sell a lot of ads and they make a lot of money. I don't know what their ad rate is, but I would assume that daily wire is absolutely crushing it on the business end. But are you allowed to say no? How many how many sponsors can you say no to? I mean, Crowder's deal didn't look that bad. People were exaggerating, but 
I don't want to like, I, there's things I wouldn't want to sell. Like I saw people sell 5g, like I wouldn't want to sell that. I, you know, I'm not really good for business. Like I'm, I'm annoying. Like, you know, most people will sell a 5g ad. Most people will sell whatever's put in front of them. Hey, read these six things. I feel like an idiot selling 5g personally. I just wouldn't want to do it. I wouldn't want to sell half the stuff that they're selling on the big networks. I wouldn't want to sell energy drinks. I don't want to sell Celsius. I don't want to sell things that I don't think are good for people. I just, it, it doesn't, it, it makes me feel bad, you know? But so who wants to hire me? Like who wants to hire a guy that's saying no to 75% of their sponsors and now they're making 75% money. Now they're pissing me because they're not making as much money as they would have made. They get a fake me that's less talented than me in every way that just agrees with them and says, Trump, Trump, Trump. And now they make money. They get to own that person more. They own a bigger stake of them. You know, they, 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 they need the network because they have nothing without the network. A lot of people at their network, like if, if, if a lot of people, if Candace left Daily Wire, she's fine. If, uh, you know, if Jordan Peterson leaves Daily Wire, he's fine. Look at Tommy Lyron. She left Blaze TV and she's never been relevant again. You think Michael Knowles would be successful if he wasn't at Daily Wire or, or like Andrew, whatever his name is. I'm not trying to be rude, but like a lot of these people, they need their platform. So I think uh, I'm just bad for business because like I don't need them. So I'm not desperate, but they, they'd almost rather you be desperate because desperate people, they get more money. Desperate people can't leave. Desperate people will read all the ads. Like you don't want to say if you have no leverage and you're only famous because someone put you on the map. Are you going to say no to ads when they're like, bro, come on, we need to make 10,000 extra dollars. Like read those three ads. I, well, ethically, I don't want to do it. Well, you got, I have too much leverage. You know, I have all the leverage in the world and it's not just because I made money. I had this leverage when I was broke because I have morals. People always say, how'd you turn it down when you were 20, 21? Cause I'm, I've never been a fake. I don't know what to tell you. Like so many people want this and want that. I believed in myself. They told me you'll never be famous if you don't sign this deal. You need this label to get out there. You have nothing. I had no money. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not dressing up. I'm not wearing like, you know, they wanted me to wear like Abercrombie or something like just like make me into like a boy band re the guy. No, I'm not doing it. So it's like some people are like, oh, you're just saying that now because you have leverage. And I did this when I had no. That's how I got here, you know? I got here by not being that person. So why would I be that person now? If I could turn down a deal with $0 in my bank account, if I could turn down a deal living in a shitty apartment that probably had mold in it, if I could if I could if I could say no then, now I have all the leverage in the world. I have millions of followers, billions of views, I have money, I don't need anybody for anything. So I'm not really a good, you know, they don't, they don't view me like Candace or Jordan Peterson or anything. Like, they're not like, oh, we got to get this guy. It's like, I'm, I'm too big of a risk. Like, I'll, I'll be like, nah, I don't want to read that. Nah, I don't want to do that. Nah, I, I want to talk about this topic. Even Like, I get it. I'm not like, it, it makes more sense to hire someone with like no moral convictions. You know, that's better for business. The guy that's going to read a hundred percent of the ads and make all the money. Not the guy that's going to say, I don't want to sell a gambling app. I don't want to, I don't want to sell you know, energy drinks. I don't like, can we sell something better? Can we find a product that I, I'm not anti-energy drink. It's just like, I don't know. I just feel kind of douchey. I like the Celsius, for example, I've drank them. I, I, I like them. It's just like, there's a lot of caffeine in that. I don't know. I don't think it's that healthy. So I do it. Same with gambling. I do it, but I don't think it's good to sell. I don't think it's like an ethical thing to sell. So I just, I couldn't do it. I don't know. Sell Bud Light. 
I don't really want to sell beer or alcohol. So I'm just, I'm just bad for business. All these things make a lot of money. Alcohol makes a lot of money. Um, Nelk boys are making all their money off alcohol. All the streamers that do sports, all the money's in gambling, DraftKings, FanDuel, prize picks, you know, like all the, the, all the money's in gambling. That's where they're getting all their money. How am I going to do UFC content if I'm not going to sell gambling? You understand? Like I would be losing like six figures a year. So I don't even want to do that much UFC content because I, I, I've already considered one, there's too many dudes. Like I've, I have almost 50, 50 men and women, which I appreciate. Uh, fighting is all dudes. Like why would I want to take millions of followers and millions of women and just only get dude followers? That's not a good idea. Health supplements, if they're healthy, I turned down a sponsorship recently for a couple thousand dollars and a percentage. I'm just going to be real. Thousands of dollars and a couple percentages just to read one ad or two ads. And, and I would get a percentage of all the things people bought, but I turned it down because I didn't like the ingredients in it. And I told him, I said, yo, this has some pretty bad ingredients, some fake flavors and some stuff that's not good. Like, why would I take a pill with artificial flavors like the stuff I complain about? I, like you take a pill for healthy stuff, not for that shit. So the ingredients were trash in my opinion, not all of them, but a lot of the products. And, uh, now I, now I'm $2,000 richer or $5,000. I mean, $2,000 poorer or $5,000 poorer or $7,000 poorer. Maybe I'm $10,000 poorer. I don't know how much money it would have made on the back end in, in royalties, but most people will not say no to this. They won't say no to a, a supplement company. If it's not good, I, if I wouldn't take it, I don't want it. If it's not the best, I don't want it. You know, I most people are not built like me. Like no, almost no one is. Like I, I don't know why I, they are or whatever, but it's like people don't people don't like doing business with me. I understand. I'm annoying. I'm uh, I'm picky. Uh, I told people this before, but not many times. I worked with a meat company one time and I, I complained about the quality of their meat and one of the things they were doing and they came back and switched it. And, and then I did the ad. I'm, that's, that's a boss move. I don't care what people say. Like nobody's built like that anymore. I'm like, I don't want to do it for this reason. I don't think this is that great. And then they come back four or three months later and say, Hey, we got that meat that you were talking about. It's done this way. It's more ethical. It's healthy. It's organic or whatever it was. And I was like, and then I did the ad but I turned it down and then they got better meat. Like if that's what I'm talking about with everything, I'm going to end on this note because I've stayed too long. If people don't buy it, they can't sell it. You understand? So it's like all of this happens because nobody has ethics and morals and it's not a money thing. Some people were broke and they didn't you know, suffer COVID tyranny. Some people were rich and they got pressured. Like Scott Adams had like a wife or something that he wanted to travel with. You get what I'm saying? It doesn't matter how much money you have. Yeah, it's easier to have money, but at the same time, it's really not about that. I the, the whole reason that I got what I have and the whole reason it works and the whole reason I have an engagement and I still have stood the test of time is because it's re I'm really that guy. I'm not just pretending to be that guy. That's the only way it works. And if everyone did that to some extent, as far as like told a company not, that they didn't think it was good, that company would either switch their products and make it better. I have more leverage than a consumer because I'm they're, they're trying to sponsor me. I use that leverage to tell them that their product sucks. And then it was probably the grass-fed thing. Yeah, it might've been something like that. And they went and changed it from grain to grass-fed. But um, I forget, it's been so long. That's everything. That There doesn't need to be chemicals in our cereal. 
there doesn't need to be Roundup sprayed on all the stuff to the point where it's in pregnant women's bodies. Like none of this has to happen. That's why I don't care about politics anymore. If 99% of people are Republican, but at the same time, they will sell any ad put in front of them by their person. Like it is what it is. You know, it's like things will change when people have more convictions and everyone can't do everything. And everyone doesn't agree with me. Like I'm not asking if you sell a product because you like it, but I don't like it. I'm not saying you're a bad person. Like that's totally fine if you believe in it. It's just like if everyone did what they thought was right a little more, this whole country would be fixed. Like what, you know, I don't have millions of dollars. I don't have as much as these other people. And I still say no. They have all the money in the world and they say yes. Do you know why? Half the reason that's how they got the money. You know, like the money's in saying yes. The money's in caving. The money's in like that's the definition of a sellout. It's like, well, I could get $10 million to sell out to the pharmaceutical industry, um, but it's $0 if I don't sell out. It's like, well, that's what a sellout is. You know, like that you can get the money, but then you kind of suck and everyone knows you suck. It's the same thing happening on a smaller scale and everything. But the one thing that we can control is like what we buy, what we eat. And like just just the acknowledgement that this is happening can, can change. Like they don't... They, in, in other countries, they have the same brand with different ingredients. Not only do they not have to do this, but they don't do this in most countries in the world. They don't do it. It's not normal. It's abnormal. It's wrong. And they only get away with it because everybody doesn't say anything. If, if even 20% of people cared and said something, just like with lockdowns and mandates and stuff, it would all end. So that's really more important than politics. Don't don't get stressed out over politics. Don't cry over the Fannie Willis stuff. Defend Trump if you think it's ethically and morally right. I'm not saying to leave the guy hanging, but the real revolution is not physical. It's not violent. It's not you being angry because you listen to a podcast. It's realizing that the solution is peaceful. It's just choices we make. You know, it's just like saying no, you know, not doing certain stuff. And like, that's, that's the whole... That's the whole like the shift. The shift could happen overnight, but it doesn't happen because people are so tapped into like these other realities of like, I like Trump or I don't like Trump. That's not changing the food. That's the point I'm trying to make. Liking or not liking him, voting or not voting for him is not going to change it. In fact, RFK is the only, he's the only guy talking about it. So like, I, I hope he's the FDA director because I don't think he's going to win president, but uh you know, that's a, it's more important than politics. And I, in, in a, in a world where everyone's trying to stress you out and make you like freak out over politics, I'll be the person saying, don't freak out over it. Don't be angry over it. Don't be like upset over it. Just educate yourself, be aware, don't be ignorant, but at the same time, don't let it affect your life, you know, because just being like a happy, decent person is probably more important than listening to like politics at all. Like if you can, you know, don't let it like drag you down because i think the whole industry is getting people pissed off you know like getting them angry and pissed off because i think emotional people buy more stuff or something i'm not really sure like i don't understand that level of advertising because I, I don't like those tactics like i don't i try to just make good products believe in them and people believe me because i believe what i'm saying but i know that it's like if you're selling cds on the corner the strategy is not to like just be like, oh, if you want it, try it. Like the strategy is to like strong arm people and make them feel really uncomfortable. And then they just buy your CD because they don't want you to like stab them. You know, I used to live in Hollywood. They, like the, it's aggressive tactics. I, I worked at a 
$10 store on Hollywood Boulevard for a while. Like all the tactics are super grimy and aggressive to get the sale. Like you almost have to like lie five times. Be like, do this, this. Like it's all like a strategy where it's like over time, a nice person doesn't make as much sales being like, you got to like make people do it. It's really messed up, but it like, I don't, I don't like that personally, but, um, it definitely works. So I understand. Hopefully I didn't come off too salty or anything. Cause I'm not mad at anybody, any media company or anything like that. It's all fine. It's just like, I'm trying to like figure out what's going on. And I, I get that as a business, you have to run a business. If you have hundreds of employees, you, you know, if you don't make as much money, then you, you have to lay people off. Like there's a certain flow of a business where it doesn't make sense to hire somebody that's not going to make as much maybe, you know, where it's like, they're going to say no to a lot of things and we don't want to downgrade our business. Cause like, you know, thousands of people would be laid off or tens of dozens of people, depending how big the company is. I'm just trying to like work through it and figure it out. But I do wish that people were, um, at least on the consumer side, just a little more aware of everything. Cause I don't even care about media companies and stuff. They're all fine. It's the quality of food and the baseline in this country. The baseline is not acceptable to, to feed to people. And it's the reason, one of the reasons that a lot of things are like really going south. And I just, I don't know. I want to live in an America in like 10 years where we could like laugh about how crazy bad all the food was. And like, everyone's like, yeah, eat a hamburger, but it's really meat. Eat cheese, but it's really cheese. You know, eat that color comes from the color. It's not a food dye that's like chemicals. Like that all needs to go. And that all needs to be addressed. Crazy thing, actually. I believe that Gavin Newsom actually outlawed something in, in California. I need to actually find it and report on it. Because even though Gavin Newsom sucks, I, I want him to leave. Isn't it weird that a Democrat actually did that before a Republican? All this stuff I'm talking about. He actually made a move to like outlaw it. But, you know, I know some libertarians won't like that. At least there needs to be awareness so people at least want it gone and then maybe it'll leave the shelves. But I don't know. God bless you guys. Appreciate you. I'll probably work tomorrow, but uh, yeah, I have some I have some uh, hidden videos that people haven't seen unless you're on patreon.com slash rare talk where I talked to Steven Smith, who's the shoe designer for Yeezys and he works for Donda and Kanye. Um, we talked about the new the new shoes and, and some of Kanye's concepts. It's pretty interesting stuff. It's behind the paywall, but I might put it up tomorrow and take take the day off or I might. It's not like literally a day off. I'm just saying from the show. I'll figure it out. And real quick before I leave, there's a mega sale on the shop. We got God bless beanies blue. Look, we got a bunch. I'm, I, it's it's a beanie bonanza out here, folks. Let's just let's get our Mike Lindell on. It's a it's a it's a it's a gosh darn beanie bonanza. But uh, I'm doing a few sales until March first. Buy two beanies, get one free. Buy a sweatshirt, get a beanie free. And in the black beanies, that's the one we have the most of. So you buy two beanies of any color, you get a black beanie free. You buy a sweatshirt of any size, you get a black beanie free. You buy a hundred dollars worth of stuff, you get a free beanie which are 29.99 plus tax probably i don't know how tax works but i think it's tax um and then i'm giving away two signed hats one to the most expensive purchase until march 1st the other just random even if you buy stickers for seven bucks or something i'm you could still potentially win a signed hat which for the year it was signed i don't sign a lot of stuff i mean maybe you care maybe you don't but i think when people sign a bunch of stuff all the time it becomes less valuable but if you only sign a limited amount of stuff that it's like more important and more rare. So I signed only a, a select few that year and I really haven't signed much in 
since then. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to give away two of those before the end of the month. Dreamrare.com, that is, and uh, check that out. I'm excited for – I like all the merch I have now, but I got big plans to expand even outside of uh, clothes and give you guys some healthy, good stuff. That's the goal. Appreciate you. Hey, what's going on, my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to. The first way is dreamrare.com. We have blue beanies, black beanies, pink hats, other colored hats, freedom versus tyranny shirts, stay blessed long sleeve, God is great long sleeve, and lots of more cool items coming soon. Dreamrare.com. Check out the shop to support. Everything's made in the United States. Handpicked by me. Patreon.com slash rare talk for $5 a month. You can help support me. Support the show. If you haven't noticed, unlike other channels, I don't work with very many sponsors, sometimes none at all. And part of the way I'm able to do that is with the dreamrare.com shop and patreon.com slash rare talk. So thank you guys for keeping the show free, unimpeded, uninterrupted. I'm forever grateful. My free email list is stayintouchwithme.com. So check the links below in the description or just type in on any browser, stayintouchwithme.com, all one word. You'll find my email list, put it in there, and it's the least annoying email list you'll ever be on. I barely use it because I don't like getting emailed every day or every week week it's annoying so i don't do it stay in touch with me.com it helps me take back some power away from big tech telegram t.me slash dream rare 